0: Hello, beautiful people. It is Overreaction Monday, September 19th, 2022, and this Pat show begins now. <laughs> Another full NFL Sunday slate is in the books, and it is time for us to break it all God! Now, I know you're wondering at home while you're watching here, Pat. You're still at that same old studio. You're at that same old desk. What the hell is going on? Well, what the hell is going on is we had a little bit of a delay. We had another little punt situation, and we will have to postpone our Thunderdome presence for another week, and I can't wait for that to happen.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs>
2: Nice fuck, A oh. oh. big old stupid bag of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go for five. Oh, Nick
2: has
0: no beard. This thing flying around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> girl! Turn the lights off! Carry me home! Nah, nah, nah. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen! We are live from the FanDuel Thunderdome on this beautiful, momentous, glorious occasion that will be remembered as the time we couldn't get the mic on in time (laughs) because we're in a brand new facility, in a brand new home with 25 cameras. This thing is packed to the gills with greatness. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Here on this overreaction, Monday, September 19th, 2022. Yes, we have an entire Sunday slate to chat about where records were broken. There was the first time in 2,332 NFL games where something happened. We'll have to talk about that. There's big time comebacks. There was marvelous play and shitty play. We'll talk about all of that and more from our brand new home here at the FanDuel Thunderdome. (laughs) Joining me on this stage, that is too big, too nice for what we actually do yeah. on the day-to-day. The Toxic Table, at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. Boys, new digs, same old doofuses. That's right. Bingo.
2: We made it. We finally made it. Like you said, we've been pushing it off, pushing it off. We've kind of got little bits and pieces of what this is going to be like. It's fucking unbelievable that we get to work in this place every day.
0: Listen, this is our first day working here. Uh, can't wait for everybody to get the fuck out of sure. here except for us. Right. Be fun. Uh, but with that being said, there's a lot of people to thank for this glorious place that we have. There's a lot of surprises still to be uh, kind of unveiled in mm-hmm. here. New studios. We have an entire basketball court. We have like a sports book set up right over here. Nine TVs. Got to watch games in here yesterday. It was magical. Obviously, Nathan and Matt, I believe Nathan's company did that entire thing. Mm-hmm. Big thanks to you, Nathan. Thanks, thanks Nate. You, boys. Big thanks to the people that set up this entire studio. Uh, there's Vig, uh, Deepak, what? a guy named Derek, uh, and Austin, uh, and a Doug that's currently filming us from his phone right now, even though there's 25 cameras here, and he potentially could be doing something else that he's supposed to be here for. <laughs> but we appreciate all of you yeah, so you much. Thank you for everything. Uh, to the construction people, including Sean that oversaw everything, and there's way too many people to say thank you to. This was like a 16- to 18-month project. Hired over 70- 70 to 75 different people in numerous different trades we're very honored and thankful for that. But we know there was a lot of headaches, a lot of setbacks. Thank you all so much for all your fucking hard work. Thank you, thank you workers. Uh, thank you to the church that got turned into this Thunderdome because this place is glorious. Mm-hmm. We are very lucky to be here, very thankful to be here. And uh, we have the greatest job in the world. And the fact that we can even do this is all because of you motherfuckers that watch every single day. You are the greatest humans on earth. You need to remember that forever. I will forever be indebted to you. And uh, we hope this show can only get better and better. Today's show... Is a packed one. We him? have Rap Sheet joining us in a little bit to chit-chat about all the fallout from yesterday. Ooh, Trey Lance, broken ankle. Oh, Whoa. Sorry about it. So sorry about it. Hey, honestly, it is terrible anytime yeah. somebody loses an entire season, let alone whenever it was their first time starting. Uh, to go out like that, absolute buzzkill. But... Jimmy G, that's why they keep him around, right? Perfect. John Lynch and yeah. uh, Shanahan look like absolute geniuses. We'll talk to Rapport about the fallout of that, what the future's going to look like, not only in that particular situation, but many others as... Well, we'll also have Matthew Hasselbeck joining us. What? what? Yeah, Maddie? new segment debuting called Let's Run It Hasselback, uh, where he'll be breaking down some plays from yesterday. I think uh Tua fans are gonna enjoy yeah. what they hear from Matt Hasselbeck. We went over it a little bit ago. It should be an incredible usage of our footage rights that we have from NFL Films this season, new studio, new life, new everything. Shout out to Boone, North Carolina. You guys hell are yeah. awesome. Yeah. Out to this! Look at this fucking shit. It's brought right. All the papers from the uh, from the last from the last mm-hmm. office. Every yep. single one of them. A lot all of people thought, you know, new studio, new desk. He is going to bring all the clutter. wrong <laughs> Come <laughs> on. I, I need the. Mm-hmm. We actually had some things. Boom! New candle. How you nice. doing? Keep moving. Hey Zeus, still here? Blessing all of us. Stack of paper still around. Ray Mysterio, give me the Louis Vuitton mask. Had to keep that around. Uh, obviously, a picture or two of me and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why? And the boys at Talks Table, you were able to decorate and keep a little sense of home, too, as we moved into the new Thunderdome here at Boston. Connor, great job up
3: front here on your desk, pal. Hey, thank you. When we were leaving, you know, I did say maybe some of the stuff goes. You know, maybe we leave all 50 pairs of the Spring sunglasses. cleaning or something. Exactly. Thing. A little bit of a nice mix-up, especially with how clean this place is now. New headphones, you know. But, yeah, I'm glad to have some of this old stuff. It reminds you of where you've been. reminds you of where you're going. Obviously, you had to bring the tie law back because... Patriots are probably going to the Super Bowl again. So, you know, I had to bring Ty along.
0: A big win in Pittsburgh. Obviously, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick does his thing. But that offense for the Steelers, and we are missing the third guy that will be on the stage alongside me every single day, one half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys. Ten digs. Miss you, Tony. Miss you, Tony. That's where Tony will be. Tony okay. will be right there. Tony's not there. You know why? Why's why is that? why? Oh. Tone and his wife had a beautiful baby this morning. Wow! Hell yeah! Congratulations oh. to the Diggses mm-hmm. for having a baby. You know we got. It babies in this particular office yeah. now we got a brand new studio and facility the boys in the back Ad evan foxy viva lazito and nick Maraldo have a brand new spaceship Whoa. to operate okay. how's it going foxy pretty hot start to begin this whole thing yeah i'd say we did pretty good this is unbelievable back here i cannot believe that i am a part of this it's crazy that this is our workplace every single day it is awesome. They put Foxy in a Maserati back yeah. yeah. Literally. Wild. So Foxy went from having like six different buttons and other things to have yep. to kind of go with. So now he has 455. Yeah. And yeah. a million
3: cameras as well. Yeah,
0: 25 cameras. Foxy, you're going to settle in just fine. Not everything's going to be perfect like mm. at the beginning. Nick in the back there. Hey, Frank. <laughs> Frank, how you doing back there? It looks like you're behind a much larger... You're, you're almost putting on a concert every single day, it looks like, with that board in front of you, pal.
4: Yeah, I feel like I'm on the bridge of a spaceship here, uh, working through some things. Apparently, there's some audio stuff we're going to try and get figured out here.
1: <laughs> what
4: we
0: well, thought we, had, yeah, uh, that, we had a full test run yesterday. That's why we, hey, uh, we had... A, we, we spent good hour and a half, two hours in here yesterday with a yeah. test run. Because we could have moved in here technically. You know our guy, Vig, who works his ass off That's right, alongside Deepak and the boys that put this studio together. We paid a guy named Petro, didn't see him. Uh-huh. Saw, yeah. saw Vig and the boys every single day working their ass off. We very much appreciate these guys. They said, hey, we could have went live two weeks ago. Now, I will say in the last two weeks, the way this thing has come together, old Tim Maxey and the boys... Really, every day, my old man was in here. Yeah. Okay? And he's way too old, way too stubborn. You know what I mean? Sure. He should just be retired. Made him a millionaire last year. His ass will never stop working, though, because it's literally in his blood. Right. He was once a truck-driving mover for a long period of time. Two worst jobs on earth. Tim McAfee signed up to do it and loved it enjoyed it. The guy loves working. So he's wow. been in here every single day, basically, like 14, 15-hour shifts with each different crew that comes in here. I'm sure he's been a joy to deal with. <laughs> mm. Okay, so shout out to Sally McAfee as well. But Tim McAfee has really put his sweat and blood into this place. For sure. And uh, in the last two weeks, it's really come together together. so we appreciate the hell out of you tim thank you tim Tim. love you tim baby tim take a fucking day off dude (laughs) (laughs) imagine that guy dies yeah
2: unbelievable that'd be on me
0: yeah especially in this place and i have told him numerous times like hey
3: go take some days off he's Mm -hmm. like
0: that's almost done you know it's almost done it's like jesus christ you're gonna die in here yeah
3: it's church it used to be so you know maybe jesus will carry him up to you know heaven's gate kept it Exactly. Henry is right right ready to do it. Moving into an old church. All right,
0: let's dive into a little overreaction, shall we, from yesterday. I talked in the open there while we were displaying the brand new FanDuel Thunderdome. Woo. I talked about how yesterday, in the week two NFL Sunday full slate, now there's two games still tonight, so there wasn't as many games yesterday yep. as there had been in the week past. Now, tonight, Obviously, the Titans and the Bills will clash. Yep. That's up there in Buffalo. That should be fantastic. That's on ESPN, I believe. Then on ABC, you have Vikings, Eagles. Can't wait for that. Matt Hasselbeck will come in and break down some film that we need to watch for that game so we know going into gambling so we can keep maybe our super boost. Hell Ooh, yeah. Hot. We hit yesterday. Uh-huh. We hit yesterday in a big time way. But I think yesterday the story is going to be Taylor 2 has for a lot of different teams. Yeah. The 2,331 NFL games that had happened before, and then it got the streak got broken, was leading by 13 with two minutes left or less. The Jets were able to beat the Browns yesterday in a miraculous comeback that was really revolving around stupidity from the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And the Cleveland Browns have an Ivy League guy coaching the team. That's right. So anytime you have something happen for the first time in 2,332 attempts, you have to chit-chat about it. So let's dive into how we got there. One, Brownie the Elf.
3: Of course. We, we got attacked
0: last week. Fucking brownie. Yeah, big time. Didn't we? We got attacked last week for oh, brownie yeah. elf. Mm-hmm. We said, what are you? Uh, brownie elf? There's in the, the hell is this about? You. Mickey Mouse. You guys literally have the dog pound. Everybody's dog. Like, everybody's dogging now. these yeah, days. yeah. Right? Big time. This guy's a dog. He's a dog. That guy's a dog. He's a dog. I'm him. Why? Because mm-hmm. I'm a dog. <laughs> exactly. Like, that is happening now more than ever in the past. Mm-hmm. You have the dog pound. You could put a fucking dog right there in the middle of the field. It'd be awesome. Barking. But instead, they go with Brownie the Elf. Now, Brownie the Elf, beloved since the 1940s in Cleveland. We did not know that until it was painted onto the field. It was voted upon by Cleveland Browns fans. Hope you're happy. You're 0 and 1 in a fashion that hasn't happened in 2,331 attempts. You put a dog in the middle of that field. I assume what happens yesterday does not happen. So let's go ahead and dive into how the Jets got this miraculous win with Joe Flacco on the road in Brownie the Elf's house. You look at the clock, 209 left in the fourth quarter. The Jets have zero timeouts down, down seven. Cleveland Browns have the ball second and six. How you doing? Keep it moving. Everybody on earth knows two minutes left. Other team doesn't have timeouts. Guess what? Yeah, Yeah. Over. That game is over. That is literally what you're aiming to get to. That is what you're trying to get to. So here we have a play from the Cleveland Browns. Go ahead and run it. Kareem Hunt, absolute dog. Hell of a football player. Gets the first down goes out of bounds. Yeah, now he was obviously dancing on the edge, but if he falls down in bounds right there. They're kneeling it out. Congrats to Jacoby Brissett for being an undefeated quarterback with the Cleveland Browns when nobody could have expected that. Mm-hmm. Instead, Kareem Hunt gets first down, runs out of bounds. We got to stop the clock now. We got to do this shit again. So the very next play, Cleveland Browns up seven against the New York Jets. Bronny the elves, first game this way, actually, mm-hmm. I guess, on the field in Cleveland. First and 10 from the 12, so he can still get a first down. Nick Chubb, absolute dog. Oh, stoy- yeah, dog. dog. Two. Three tuds <laughs> on the day, this being his third. Shaking, giving magic. First and 10, bus outside. <clears throat> get off of me. How you doing? Keep it moving. Were the Jets doing no moss? No, they were not. They were trying to tackle him. And Chubb goes in for his third tud, as opposed to falling on the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. Once again, oh. Kevin Stefanski. Genius. Andrew Barry, genius. Genius. This is a win, clearly, for the Browns on two separate occasions, on back-to-back plays in the huddle. All we're saying, first down, get down. First Mm -hmm. down, get down. First down, get down. We're kneeling this motherfucker out. We're celebrating with Brownie the Elf. Everybody's going to call us stupid for uh, putting a goddamn elf in the middle of our field. We just beat the Jets because we did it our way. We're a bunch of... dogs. dogs. Instead, they go and chase the bone right into the end zone. Mm. Oh, my God. Now we have life. Joey Flacco, he's not going to be able to do it, is he?
1: No. wrong
0: Joey Flacco, you give him a little opportunity, second to one at the 34. He... He can still sing it.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say.
0: Now... Busted coverage, jogging. It's all right. We're up 13, minute 24 left. No big deal, right? Don't mm-hmm. matter. No big deal at all. Joey Flacco made a living out of these types of deep balls. blown coverages, pass interferences. He's bringing his sweetness, his eliteness to the New York Jets and getting them a big-time play. Now, all of a sudden, you're down. One score, mm-hmm. down six. That's it. Well, got to get an onside kick. Ain't nobody getting yeah, get a motherfucking onside kick anymore with the way the rules are. No run-up, nothing like that. Not Brayden Mann says, How you doing? Keep it moving. Zig, zag, hits that on bitch back. Cleveland Browns can't handle it. Jets get an onside kick. Brent Boyer, special teams coach for the New York Jets, probably hossing 40 to 50 beers last night because of this. <laughs> what a moment for Braden Mann, who punted a ball negative five yards last week. Now he comes in a big way with a fake punt for the Jets in the first quarter and an onside kick, one of the first that has ever happened since the new rule change. Oh, no. Joey Flacco, gone six. Mm. With time left, no timeouts. How's Brownie the elf? Is he shitting in his little elf pants, or you think they're still very confident? Nah, they're good. You still got to go down and score a touchdown. No chance. Well, don't you worry about it. They get down to the fucking 15 yard line on that Browns defense. It's supposed to be unbelievable in just a matter of seconds. Third and 10 on the 15, have to score a touchdown. Down six. Joey Flacco does what Joey Flacco does and finds the wide open guy, bang, walking into the end zone. Game's tied because Cleveland Browns missed an extra point just a little bit ago on Nick Chubb's walk in touchdown, Yikes. in which he should have fell. And turns out that's all she wrote. Yeah, Ends up being a game-sealing interception at the end. Mm-hmm. Jets do the first, get the first win in 2,332 attempts uh, for being down 13 with two minutes left to win that game. What an abysmal failure for Brownie the Elf and the Browns. I'm sure they'll be able to bounce back, but that's one they should have had. And when you get later into this uh, epic season, now the AFC North, big question marks right now anyways, yeah. with what happened yesterday. But as they get uh, later in the season, they're going to look back on that and say, Should have fucking won it. Did actually win it fucked it up three times
3: yeah and they would be you know first in the division it's not even like they were trying going after their first win they were going to take command of the entire division and you know Brown and the Elf you're right he was probably in you know Keebler cookies waiting to celebrate with all the boys undefeated in Cleveland with Brown and the Elf at midfield instead now I feel like we're approaching Brown and the Elf cursed Cleveland Browns oh, football no. team at home season I really do I'm worried about
0: them. well and congrats to the Jets getting their first like September win in like 10 years <laughs> yeah, or
2: yeah I mean that's it does like that, this shit doesn't ever happen to the Jets, ever. Like, they, no. they're losing that game a thousand out of a thousand times. This really could be the kind of thing that maybe galvanizes them. Like, their season could be completely different. You come back and then lose that game, and it's like, all right, whatever. We're probably going to go 0 17. You see Bob Sala, you know, getting ready to just knock out whoever came in within arm's reach. Like His get back coach, hilarious. Oh, yeah. Guy never stood a chance ever. after they won. I mean, th- this could really, like, you know, kind of set them up moving forward. It probably won't, but it could. Still the Jets? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: still Jets are still the Jets, but I think what Tone would be saying if he wasn't celebrating with his baby right now, congrats to the Diggs' arm.
2: How bro. you go, Diggs, Tony? Good work.
0: We miss you, Tone. We do. Diggs you say the Browns is the Browns. Exactly. Because the Browns should have two 2-0 record right now, which Jacoby Brissett is a quarterback, who they are paying next to nothing. Mm-hmm. they got a $40 million quarterback just chilling on suspension right now, which a lot of people are against. And instead of – You know, stealing one, it goes the complete opposite direction. What are the Browns going to be? We shall see. There was two other miraculous comebacks yesterday. We're talking about game of two halves in numerous games because a lot of the games yesterday, we're going to say it, looked boring as fuck for a while. Fresh off of that college day on Saturday where App State gets a big win on a Hail Mary (laughs) and boom, that place goes bananas and other miraculous endings and the games being close. Sunday seemed like a bit of a snoozer. Then at halftime, some teams really turned some shit around. When you think about the Arizona Cardinals, Mm. you can't help but think, what are they ever going to be, Ty?
2: That's a good question. I don't know. Are they ever
0: going to be the team that everybody thinks they could possibly be with the money that they've spent and the dogs that they have on that squad? With the roster being the way it has been assembled, although they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, they got a quarterback. Does he watch enough film, you think?
2: Mm. It it really does seem like like he is so talented. He's so athletic, but it does kind of seem like he he just turns it on when he wants. Wants to. Like, if he put, if he played four good quarters, like, I think they'd beat the shit out of a lot of people, but it kind of seems like they kind of just like. You know, lollygag their way through, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we, we might lose this game. Like, let's turn it on. We kind of need you to get going here. And then you see what he does. It's like they march down, they score, they take them to overtime, they score again. They look like a completely different team. It's an exciting brand of football whenever
0: they're going. But to your point, everything about Kyler has been, has he been consistent? How is it early in the season looks vastly different than what he looks later in the season? Mm -hmm. Then. We all know what happens when Call of Duty drops. That's, That's right. right. Call of Duty drops, cliff. you're not going to win. No, no football
2: we, doesn't really matter anymore. Update
0: comes Call of Duty, brand new gun you get to yeah. shoot. Yeah, well, double XP, XP weekend. We yeah. got to figure that. Is that a gun? Is that no, what that it, is? I mean, yeah. you get
3: bonus points. You get some of the cooler guns faster because it's double XP. It's pretty cool. I couldn't sure.
0: even imagine if they dropped a brand new gun on that thing. Now will probably be out for three, four weeks. I mean, that is actual mm-hmm. uh, research, analytics on Kyler's career when those things happen. And I've been a guy that have, I have – Lived and died with Kyler Murray. Oh yeah? Yeah. I bet on him all the time because I don't think there's a lot of humans like Kyler Murray. I'm a big bet on the anomalies guy. You'll see it in the way I invest in stocks. I forget what that one app was that we had where there's public. Public or whatever. I'm betting on dudes that are just different. Give me Elon Musk for a thousand. Yeah. Why? Because he's an alien, he's gonna figure it out. Kyler Murray, I view in the same fashion, and I do wish that they'd be able to just go. And I do wish he'd be able to buy in. And I thought that's what that new contract was going to be for. But they, just two weeks in, get a miraculous win, and maybe this is the thing that says, hey, life's a lot more fun whenever we're playing like this, as opposed to getting our asses beat by the Chiefs a week ago or our asses beat by the Raiders in the first half of this game. Kyler Murray turned this whole thing around with his football play. Yesterday, we saw the longest two-point conversion of all time. It came in the fourth quarter with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders up 23-13. Cardinals had just scored. They had looked terrible all game. Kyler had thrown numerous picks. Mm -hmm. They looked very bad, but in the fourth quarter, they come alive. Kyler Murray flips the switch. On this two-point conversion, it was 22 seconds long. He ran 84.4 yards, allegedly due to some sleuth on the internet who did the math. This is the longest Two-point conversion in history, and it's just Kyler Murray being Kyler Murray. Now, the Arizona Cardinals offensive line was shifting towards Chandler Jones the entire day, so Max Crosby had a field day. Yeah. At the end, whenever they needed it on this two-point conversion, they weren't able to get home. Kyler Murray exposes it, runs around, scrambles, has a time of his life, and has the longest two-point conversion in the history 23 15 down eight eight minutes left for the arizona cardinals in las vegas bottles are popping there's cocktail waitresses and hostesses everywhere fourth and goal five seconds left down eight obviously gotta have it Kyler murray gets the snap and does the same exact entry into the end zone as he did on the longest two-point conversion of all time now it's 23 21 Need another two-point conversion. They go ahead and get a delay a game on the first one because yep. they didn't know what the fuck they wanted to do. You saw Cliff Kingsbury actually say, move it to the right hash. Not sure you're allowed to do that. I mean, they're going to have to look oh. into that logistically. Yeah. If you put it down, you get a delay a game. I'm not 100% sure you're allowed to just move the ball. Now, I might be wrong, Maybe he can. but I enjoyed the fact that it happened. I like those tiny little details that we never get to see kind of being exposed mm-hmm. because it, being on the left hash, being in the middle, being on the right hash completely changes the game. A.J. Green up top all by himself on his two-point attempt. Move, he says. Can't see a fucking thing, throws a dart. Man. The the behind-the-back view of this, Kyler Murray, who is shorter of stature but incredibly athletic. Only one wide receiver over there, so he's telling A.J. Green to go there, who had dropped a touch in the past. Hits an has to look up at the Jumbotron to see if it's complete or not. Because yeah. Kyler can't fucking see shit. This is what people talk about whenever they say it's hard to be an undersized quarterback unless you can find your windows and be precise. He's looking at the Jumbotron to see if he can even see it because there's guys standing in his yeah. way. Come on, AJ. Unbelievable ball. Unbelievable athleticism to make this thing extended. Unbelievable throw to get this thing to overtime. Overtime, they're not able to score. And neither are the Raiders. The Cardinals' defense shows up in a big way and makes it... Obviously a massive fumble on Hunter Renfro here who seems to be so damn quick. Bam! Ball's out. Mm. Give me that. We should not have won, but we just stole one in Sin City, says the entire sideline of the Arizona Cardinals. Massive comeback, I believe, at halftime. I don't remember what score was at halftime. But anyways, massive comeback in the second half. Uh, I think it's one of the first times. It is the first time that a quarterback has ran in a touchdown and thrown a touchdown, Mm -hmm. ran in a two-point conversion, and thrown a two-point conversion in the history of the NFL or something like that at Boston College.
3: Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I think it was like 17-3 or something So at halftime. So it really was a bloodbath for the Cardinals. But like, that's why the Kyler Murray thing is so interesting because there is the fact that it's like, yeah, he doesn't watch film when he plays Call of Duty, but then it's the other fact that, hey, when everything goes wrong and it's the unscripted plays, nobody can do what he can do, and that's why he's so good.
0: Well, he, not, not nobody. Let's not True. get crazy because there is another guy that just broke Michael Vick's record actually mm-hmm. yesterday. Lamar Jackson in another. Give me my motherfucking money outing. No kidding. Okay? Watching Lamar Jackson play football the last two weeks. Now, last week was against the Jets, but... Still, just still. just beat the bronze. <laughs> Good team. Pretty big deal. I mean, pretty big deal. Lamar Jackson yesterday becomes the first player in NFL history to have a 75-yard passing touchdown and a 75-yard running touchdown. And you might wonder about that 75-yard running touchdown, why it's such a big deal. He added 18 pounds this offseason. This motherfucker's running around looking like a linebacker outrunning corners who have a 15-yard head start on him. Lamar Jackson is still the alien that we think he is. And here he is on a third and two. Third quarter. See you later. He's got 60 pounds on that guy that's chasing him right there. No big deal. He's into the end zone with a front flip. Obviously, it's the same type of, like, play action, come across, open it up. If he sees a hole, he takes the hole. Melvin Ingram having trouble there keeping up, Mm -hmm. even though he would come up big in the end of this game. Lamar Jackson was on track to have maybe the greatest football game in the history of football games. Sure. His passer rating was perfect. Mm -hmm. Yep. He had a dime to a guy named Bateman across the middle where he put it in only one spot and one spot alone. That was a spot where Bateman could catch it and 75 yards later do his dance, put that shit on mm-hmm. in the end zone against a Miami Dolphins team that were, couldn't stop a damn thing no, early no. and looked like Lamar Jackson was going to be able to do whatever the fuck he wanted. But the story of NFL Sunday Week 2 is what? Not that. Comebacks. Yeah. That's right. It wasn't about Lamar Jackson having a perfect passer rating and doing things with his legs that no quarterback has ever done and breaking one of Michael Vick's records for the amount of 100-yard rushing games for a quarterback. Yep. He has 11. Michael Vick had 10. So that's where Lamar Jackson is. That's why when Lamar Jackson doesn't accept a deal that isn't the biggest deal, not even in the NFL but in his own division, he can say, hey, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Yeah. But that'll get forgotten about because Tua showed up in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter boys of the Dolphins, wow. from waddling to cheating around, were fantastic. Tua just slices and dices in the fourth quarter. It was 28 7, okay, at halftime for this game. 35 13, I believe, mm-hmm. going into the fourth quarter. Everybody thought everybody was out, and Tua just came back and sat in the pocket and delivered rocks. Everywhere. I think this was Tua's coming out party. I think this was McDaniel, who in a press conference afterwards said, You know, I told the boys that I was hoping we'd face, oh, what a bite. Gesecki, by the way, Uh seemed to always be open. Yeah. Seemed to always be open. And his gritty was absolutely terrible. McDaniel in the press conference afterwards said, I told the boys in the night before meeting that I was hoping, you know, we'd face some adversity because I like to see how the boys respond. This is his exact quote from the night before to the Miami Dolphins because the way he ends it is hysterical and I think talks about the culture that they're currently building down in Miami.
4: I mean, we had been talking about it, we just
5: um, had a game where we were able to have the lead the whole game. And so I, I, the night before, I, I told the guys that, um, you know, I was really hoping that we'd get some off, uh, adversity in this game. And like, I want to see how we respond um, to a deficit.
2: And apparently they just took me way too literal. <laughs>
6: That's great.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's
0: beautiful. I like the fact that that is something that he mentions in the post-game press conference, kind of opening up a little bit about what he's doing. That team seems to really have it figured out. And Tyreek Hill, still unguardable in yeah. fucking Miami.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Seen. And that really is one of those, like, you come back and win a game like that with a young head coach and kind of all this hype behind the Dolphins. Like, that. It, it's tough to, like, they're for real, I think. I mean, and, and Connor and I were talking about this before the show, like, on that uh, last drive where they tied the game or where they went ahead, McDaniel's he calls you know like a, a, a draw up the middle with maybe like forty seconds left, and Edmonds gets about twenty five yards, mm. and it's just like you can tell it's little stuff like that where it's like a, a rookie head coach maybe panics and and they end up you know throwing three incompletions and then they're in a, a fourth and 18 and they have to just throw one deep in the end. zone. like he really does like, you know, we talk all the time about chess and stuff like that. It does seem like he kind of sees everything on the field and he knows exactly what he needs to do to put Tua in spots where like he can be successful because you get Waddle and Tyreek Hill, the ball in open space. You see what they did yesterday. Yak,
0: and yak, yakety yak. Yeah. A couple blown coverages as well. Can't wait to hear what Darius Butler has to say about that. Cause he's, you know, noted Dolphins fan. Right. Of course. That's a good point. Hey, that Dolpham fins up, fins to the left, fins to the right community is pumped. They yeah. gotta be. They should right. be. They've right. been waiting a long time. And it was fun to see Tua in that two minute situation. Yes. You know, cause last year he was getting pulled out in those situations because allegedly, they're eternal wounds. Yeah, that That's was right. kind of the thing. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. 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 But I enjoyed watching Tua kind of sit in there and figure it out. Hasselbeck's gonna break down some plays here in the next hour. I think that are gonna make Miami Dolphins fans be like, Yes, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. we got a coach. Uh-huh. We got a brain, that coach, mm-hmm. and we got a team that is empowering what Tua can do and what they can't do. Now they don't have that fourth quarter. Are we still having this conversation? Absolutely no. not. No, but we can tell early in the season who's going to have it, who's not going to have it. The ball seems to bounce in the way of teams that are going to go on a run, and there's some alarming stats about teams that go zero and two. Two and zero in one and one, and although the Colts are zero one and one, so they don't make it onto this graphic. That's sure. a shame. Still under- there are some real percentages since nineteen ninety about why this is maybe make or break week two. So if you go two and zero in the first two weeks, obviously of the season, you have a sixty three percent chance to make the playoffs. Pretty fucking good. Yeah, high. You go one and one, forty two percent chance. Okay, a little bit less. But if you go zero and two, eleven point three percent opportunity to make the playoffs, which is all you're trying to do. Now, there's been 0-2 teams that have gone on a run and done miraculous things, but if we listen to Lombardi at all, or anybody else that's come on, they're like, no, teams have to start hot. Mm-hmm. This isn't just about, like, oh, teams get hot later. It's like, no, you start good and then you get better. The teams that kind of come sputtering into the season and kind of stink, those are the teams you know about, probably not going to make it in the end. Which leads me to the Indianapolis Colts.
3: Yikes. Yeah. Huh. Interesting to watch.
0: They were out a lot of people. Sure. Michael Pittman Jr., the number one wide receiver, guy who ran over to our microphone at training camp, he was out. He was? Good guy, too. Great guy. Seemed like it. Mm -hmm. I always like the fact, looking back on it now, that he told one quarterback last year, nah, you can't get my number. (laughs) I'm going to be here longer than you. How did he do, by the way? Better than Matt Ryan is what everybody's saying? Mm -hmm. Commanders fans, I was right. I was right. Admit it. I was right. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with Carson Wentz other than the fact if you're a fan of the team that he's playing for, you're going to have to ride with him. That's the way it goes. I was right. You all came after me last week when I told you I was right. You just watched another week of Carson Wentz. Tell me. I was right. The highs are very high. The Lowe's are, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. yeah what what are we even doing? He's a
3: maniac out there.
0: He, the Lions get a win over the oh, Commanders. Yeah. First game that the Lions have been favored in 24 games. Yep. And they were never not in control. There was a couple of situations where the Commanders came back and Carson made some great Carson made some great, great plays. plays. Course, you go. Carson made some incredible plays. Lions end up getting the win. Commanders fans who have been attacking me because the things I say about Carson. I can't say this. I can't stress this enough. I think when Carson Wentz is playing great football, he is fucking Great. But just like in the first half, and just like last week in like second and third quarter, Carson Wentz is going to do stuff in there where you're going to go, oh, why are we even doing that? What are we even doing? Fumble, this, safety happens, there's another drop pick in the middle of it, and then he'll come on the other side of that, and it is unbelievable. (laughs) Carson Wentz is a great football player when he's playing great. But there are going to be moments this season where your cardiac commander's, commies, heart is going to have a little, oh, 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 oh. ha, ha, doing? I was right, okay? Just know that I was right and you will continue to see that throughout the season. There will be a run, too, of a few games where he's going he's gonna to be on fire. It's going to be oh, awesome. Yeah. And hopefully this is the stop, the commanders are the stop, where he just continues that forever once he does. Now, history tells us that that is not the case. No Carson Wentz plays Carson Wentz football, but I am a fan of it, and he wants every play to be the best play of all time, so I have respect for it, admirable of it, but I'm happy he's not my quarterback, the team that I'm cheering for anymore, yeah. although I hope he has success. Now, the quarterback that I'm a fan of, Right now, because he plays for the Indianapolis Colts. What the fuck is he doing? What, what is... <laughs> yeah. now, Michael Pittman's not in. Okay, Michael Pittman's not in. He hasn't had all of his weapons ever on the field. We've talked about the team not having a lot of proven weapons, mm-hmm. and the team has told us we like our young guys. Young guys can't get open. Seems like the young guys can't get open. It's the men's league. Weren't able to do it in Houston. Certainly weren't able to do it yesterday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Down there in Duval, it looked, it looked incredible down there. It didn't? did. Peterson had that new, brand new hair. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beach Blonde. I mean, it looked very good. Mm-hmm. It beat the fucking Colts 24-0. No Shaq Leonard, no DeForest Buckner, no Michael Pittman Jr. Nobody that you even know really on the team was playing other than Matt Ryan. So I'm not a full panic shit my pants. This team fucking sucks. Uh, State yet Like a lot of people are Sure A lot of people around Indianapolis Are looking for Frank Reich To get fired today Hell yeah Last night Before he even got on the plane From Jacksonville To Indianapolis People were looking for Frank Reich To get run out of town And there was a lot of people Tweeting last night Oh you thought it was Carson's fault You thought it was Carson's fault Mm -hmm. Barry Matt Ryan I mean Matt Ryan has certainly not looked good. No. And there's been a lot of moments where it's like, oh, I thought we were going to get like a veteran leader who's going to be on top of everything. And like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We'll be able to manage. Jonathan Taylor only had like five touches going into the fourth quarter or something like that because Doug Peterson's offense was able to stay on the field. Defense wasn't able to get out there. So I'm not giving up hope yet, but it does appear as if the Colts might fucking stink. But wait until all their guys are back before we view them. 11.3% chance of making it into the playoffs uh, if you start 0-2. We're 0-1-1, so I'd assume it's a little bit higher 20. than that. And we went 1-5 in five last year, I think, to start the entire season. So there's still a lot of hope, but goddamn, that looked terrible. 24-zip in the division to Jacksonville is a tough fucking look for the Indianapolis Colts, who have spent a lot of money. And that offensive line does not look good no. at all in pass protection. So we can't really judge anything, but they're paying people at every position. And I'm assuming this is what Jim Mercer is saying. Brother, I'm fucking paying everybody, and these guys can't win a goddamn game. What is going on? They look trash.
2: Right? I mean, there's, there really is no excuse for it. Like, I get it, everyone's out early, but with all the hype that everyone was putting on the Colts coming into the year, and to your point, like, yeah, they were on, they were on the field. Uh, the Jags offense was on the field a lot, but they, Jonathan Taylor is the best player on the team. Like it doesn't matter what's going on. Like you can't ever get or at least get into a situation where it's like you get down by multiple scores and it's and they feel like they have to pass. Like they they've been putting themselves in a corner where like it's they're they're putting way more on Matt Ryan's shoulders than they initially wanted to like coming $43 million. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Coming into the year though, it was kind of like, Hey, Jonathan Taylor might win the MVP this year, you know? And then Frank said the thing like, well, we don't want him to win the MVP this year, which was pretty fucking stupid in hindsight, but either way, like putting all this, on- Matt Ryan, isn't the same guy he was five years ago. You know, like you brought him in kind of for like the veteran leadership and to be like a, a steady hand in the locker room and, and the team and everything like This is Jonathan Taylor's team for the most part. He was one of the best players in the NFL last year, and I feel like they just continually put themselves in situations where they either get down big and they can't run, they have to just abandon it, and they have to put more on Matt Ryan's shoulders. Like, they do need to turn it around quick because I don't know. I mean, we know. G- Jim Irsay, yeah, hey, he ain't putting up with this shit much longer.
0: Yeah, I don't think so, and neither is the city. It seems like they're getting a little loud, but obviously the GM, Chris Ballard, and the head coach will say they're always going to get loud, and if we turn this around, we turn this around. 11.3% making the uh, playoffs after going 0-2. Sure. We would assume it's up to like 14% if you're 0-1-1. So it's not 0-100. to 100, That's true. But nothing looked good yesterday, especially for a quarterback you're paying $43 million to. Out of weapon, mm-hmm. and Michael Pittman, who was definitely valuable. Right. That, yeah, number one. And there's others, but
2: still. Pierce wasn't playing.
0: Nope. Pierce out as well, probably number two. You spent a first rounder on him. Yeah. He dropped a tug in the first week. second yeah, yep. week. Yep. So let's wait till we get our team back before we completely call it
3: quits, but damn, it's getting ugly. Yeah, I definitely don't call it quits, but I mean, they fucking stink. <laughs> like, I, I, I really. Wow, I, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I care about Indianapolis, I really do. They fucking suck, and they need to change everything, really. They're paying <laughs> Matt Ryan $43 million. I think you're better off with Carl at this point, looking back at last year. And now, like, yeah, sure, they get down. You don't have to go away from Jonathan Taylor. You can run him 30 times, and he should be run 30 times, whether you're down by 10 or you're down by 20. Like, give him the fucking ball. You think it's, that's offense
0: coordinator issue? We got I don't
3: think it's offensive coordinator issue, and I saw it a lot Fire that fucking guy. Okay, I'm sorry. I like Frank Reich. I think he's a good. Jeez, person. you're
0: calling for jobs. Let's not get too negative I'm, Again, here. again. This yeah. is what
3: the people are saying, and you're saying. And the only reason I'm saying this is because my owner's telling me that you know I'm getting two Super Bowls by the time 2030 comes around. And there is not one game over the last two years where you're like, yeah, this team's going to go win a Super Bowl. This is even this though is they a good they team. tend they seem to be on paper built for one great yeah. team on paper. You got a good offensive line. You that, got a but good they don't, defense. But the offensive line doesn't look good at Gets all. Torture. And granted, you know, the Jags might have a really good D-line with Josh Allen and Trevon Walker. Like, that that could be a possibility, but you can't be losing 24 to fucking nothing with a team that should be primed for a run with a quarterback who's getting paid $43 million. You still have to pay other players on the team. Quentin Nelson just got paid. It's not like he looked like, you know, a game-breaker like he did before. It's, it's just despicable to watch, honestly. All right,
0: well, we'll move on. It is. It was
3: tough watch yesterday. Brutal feel so bad for the city. I really do. And the people. We'll
0: turn, they'll turn around. They'll turn around. They'll, they'll turn around. Yeah,
3: they'll get C.J. struck.
0: Uh, we have some breaking news in the NFL due to this situation right here. So everybody saw the fight that happened yesterday between Mike Evans and, obviously, Lattimore. Yep. It has come out and been made official by Ian Rappaport that the Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans will be suspended one game which is against the Packers next week. He obviously is quite a weapon for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but he's also an absolute dog. So we go back to 2017 whenever a fight occurred on the sideline of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's between Marshawn Lattimore and at the beginning of this whole thing Jameis Winston who is now the quarterback for the New Orleans. Saints. Mm-hmm. So everybody wonders how yesterday happens. Well, it starts in 2017 with this particular play right here. Lattimore says, get the fuck on. Jameis says, "Now nah, you go over there. Now, Jameis was benched at halftime uh, for Ryan Fitzmagic, and they end up losing 30-10, to and Mike oh. Evans goes, boom, to Lattimore on the sideline, gets on top of him, throws a couple strikes. Yeah. Mike Evans was actually asked after the game yesterday if he would be suspended or he thought he'd be suspended. He said, "No." Nah. in 2017, that was an actual G shot, shot. <laughs> and I wasn't even suspended for the rest of the game. you go to yesterday now, where Marshawn Lattimore and Bruce Arians get into it on the sideline after a Scotty Miller incompletion, where it appears as if the Buccaneers think that Marshawn Lattimore was all over him. Bruce Arians and Marshawn Lattimore have a little bit of a give and take. Bruce still on the sideline, no headset. He's supposed to be a consultant. It looks like he's still acting as head coach down there. Then all of a sudden, Marshawn Lattimore tells Tom Brady something, and Tom Brady actually says, fuck you, bitch, and then Lenny pushes Lattimore, and then Mike Evans, boom! This time from the front takes a A spear comes in from behind Mike Evans ends up on the ground But what a 15-16 yard lead up To a double shot to the chest of Lattimore Which is a beautiful thing Uh, Mike Evans was asked after the game What am I supposed to do? It was Tom Brady Mm-hmm. He pushed Tom Brady. What am I supposed to do? And uh, obviously Tom Brady goes back for more. We saw this with Tyron Matthew in the Super Bowl. Leonard Fournette gets one. Then Tom Brady gets a push. Then Mike Evans said, motherfucker, did I not show you in 2017 not to talk to any of my teammates ever? I like that Lattimore's a dog. I like that Mike Evans sticks up for his teammates. Don't love that he's suspended for a game. I'm sure he won't either, nor Tom Brady. The Bucks get a big-time win in New Orleans. First time of Tom Brady's tenure, uh, but now next week against the Packers, a big-time NFC opponent. They will be without their number one wide receiver in Mike Evans. Joining us now, the man that broke that news, senior NFL insider for the league and the network itself, host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapoport. Yeah, baby, Rap hey. Rap, what up, baby? What's
5: going on? How are you?
0: Rap, I, wanna, I want you to see what you look like in this studio right now because yeah. this is what is happening Let me here. see. Look at you, look at you,
3: yeah, I can't see,
0: uh, yeah. What is. Uh, God, that look amazing, uh, yeah, you sound terrible, you, you do, do look huh? amazing, you sound terrible, we are very you sound think- bad, yeah, you sound really bad, probably yeah, have to call you back, actually, talk,
5: Five, four, three, two, one. yeah, got yeah, yeah, back yep, yeah yeah
0: sounds like shit, gotta figure that one out, mm-hmm. Hey, rap, you look good, sound like shit, <laughs> yeah, that is so cool, yeah, yes. he looks yeah, Chris, yeah clear. that's unreal, this thing, yeah, yeah. Like, you see, like, um, there's even a camera angle here from up over my shoulder. If I'm in a long sit-down like I'm Bob o. Walters, you can yeah, sure. actually get the shot over my head to the thing. Mm-hmm. 25 cameras in this place. New studios to be unveiled uh, as they come in. We're not completely finished with this place, believe it. No. Uh, very no. close, though. A lot of empty walls. Uh-huh. Yeah? A lot of empty walls. Going to have to get this up. place decorated. That's I'm our spot, though. I didn't
3: even know there was a camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's uh this one right here. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, how you doing?
3: Talked away back there.
0: Good to see you, upper. Look at
1: that.
0: Rims are very stiff. Oh, yeah, they yeah. are. Gonna very, very stiff, in. but the nets make a sick <laughs> sound. Yeah. We were running, uh, Ty and I, yesterday during our test, we were running a little. Uh, a three th-
2: man weave, yeah. Yeah, running a little like weave guys, back and forth.
0: It was awesome. Yeah. Very tired. <sighs> very, very winded. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us again, because he is going to have to get out of here relatively soon Ian Rappaport.
5: All right, this is better. Oh, yes, you sound much, much better.
0: Uh, Let's get right into it. Mike Evans suspended a game. Even he mentioned that in 2017, when he actually blindsided Marshawn Lattimore, he wasn't even kicked out of that game or suspended. How come this took place? What do you think went into the ruling, Ian Rappaport?
5: All right, so here's the ruling from John Runyon, which we just got this letter that he wrote to Mike Evans, uh, basically saying uh, Evans is prohibited from unnecessarily running, diving oh. into, cutting, or throwing the body uh, against or to a player who was out of the play. Um, basically, what he did uh, is contrary to the general understanding of the principles of sportsmanship, which is not nice. Um, Runyon wrote, after the play, you were walking toward the sideline. You noticed your teammates engaged, which you discussed. You violently threw your body and struck an unsuspecting opponent, which was part of the confrontation. You knocked your opponent to the ground. And the melee ensued. So basically saying that Mike Evans is the reason for the big melee, which if you watch, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but if Um, it wasn't
0: Mike, it would have been somebody else because it's Tom Brady. So I think that is probably something that Mike Evans was trying to relay back to Runyon, former player, right? Runyon, former player for sure.
5: Former player, but takes this real seriously. Um, But I would also say for Mike Evans, this is not like 2017 because he's now a repeat offender. So this is his second suspension for something. S- I mean, similar, same guy, right? Um, and I think it's pretty safe to say him and Marshawn Lattimore are not exactly the greatest of friends. Yeah, potentially. I think potentially. you're right. Think sure. you're right yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot went sad. into this, but his history it was a part. Two great athletes.
1: Yeah,
5: two great players,
4: yeah.
0: same division. Brian. They have a lot of more in athletes. common than they know. Yeah, they just sit down. With, I'm not saying either of them smoke dope, but they sit down. Pass the peace pipe around. Probably like each other a lot. I'm yeah, sure they would. They even have a beer. They'll figure that out one day though.
3: Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I
0: like that there's still a little bit of nah, fuck you,
3: Yeah, yeah Division rivals. You know what I mean? I like. I uh, mean,
5: when I will say this: like there was a lot of games on yesterday, and a lot were more exciting than that game as far as score goes. I watched a ton of it because it was so intense. I agree. Like that was how it's sort of supposed to be played, I felt like. Okay, oh, no.
0: the Perriman touchdown from Tom looked good. Other than that, the Saints dominated basically that game. They don't get a win. Mike Evans gets suspended against the Packers next week. Excited to hear that. I know you're on a tight time crunch. We want to use okay. your brain as much as possible. Trey Lance breaking his ankle. Terrible. Moment of silence for Trey Lance having two uh, healthy ankles. That pass... This figures out the situation for the Niners, right? They have to be thankful that this whole thing kind of took place. Not that a guy got hurt. Never want to see a guy get hurt. But now right. there doesn't have to be the, like, Kenny Pickett chance that are happening in Pittsburgh. If Trey can t- Jimmy came in, picked up right where he left off, threw a couple touchdowns. The team seems to like him. Now they can delay hmm. this decision another year. Not that anybody's happy Trey Lance got hurt. I'm not saying that. But it has made it pretty easy for the Niners almost, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah,
5: R- right. Off the top, it's bad. It's all bad. And, like, for Don't Trey like it, Lance, yes. who gets this big opportunity, it, the timing could not be worse because it's going to be the whole year of Jimmy now. And, like, I hate to say this, but you watch the field, you watch him come in, and it felt like everyone was, like, like the pace picked up, the level of play picked up. Like, he looked good. They looked good as an offense. Like, And I know how well-liked Jimmy is in the locker room. Not Saying nothing about Trey, but I know how well-liked Jimmy is in the locker room. Like, I imagine this will be pretty seamless. Look, they're a good team. They got a good roster. There is a chance that he leads into the playoffs again, just like he led him deep in last year and a couple years ago to the Super Bowl. It at least opens up the door to, like, what is going to happen next year if Jimmy comes in again and leads into the playoffs again when you have Lance, who has barely played in two years, unfortunately.
0: Any other injuries around the NFL that are notable here, either
5: tonight or from yesterday? Uh, Tonight, the big one is Gabe Davis. Um, okay. He sprained his ankle in like almost, like not a walkthrough, but almost a walkthrough on uh, Saturday, I believe it was. This yeah, Saturday, because they played Monday. Um, I would say he's real questionable for tonight's game. Damn. They'll give him a chance, but it does not sound good. So, like, if you have him in fantasy, I probably would not play him.
0: Yeah, or any anytime touchdown scores for
5: all of us. I mean, I'm not. Whatever you do there, like, if you want to not include him in that stuff, that would probably be a good idea.
0: Yeah, because he does score. He does.
5: Mm-hmm. So lot.
0: take him out of the parlay because probably not going to yeah. play is what you're saying.
5: I, yeah, I don't know anything about your parlay. You do. But probably yeah. makes oh, sense. Yeah, you have a question. Right. Oh, sorry,
0: ah. fantasy, Ian. Fantasy. Yeah.
5: fantasy. yeah, no, fantasy is very different. Connor, your um, question for Ian. Is, no, go, go ahead, yeah. Just two more quick injuries. Yep. James Conner, probably going to be okay with an ankle. That's pretty minor. Leonard Williams getting an MRI, maybe missed some time, but probably not more than one or two weeks. So those are kind of the main ones today. Relatively healthy. not Trey Lance,
0: terrible. Quarterback goes down. That's not great. Franchise quarterback goes down. Relatively healthy Sunday, uh, it sounds like.
5: Yeah, I mean, except right. obviously Trey Lance. Oh, and then a couple Broncos. You got Jerry Judy who hurt his sternum, his uh, chest. Jerry. Like probably going to be okay, but, you know. Not, that's kind of another one to watch for. But compared to last week, like, much, much, much quieter.
3: Connor, your question for Ian Rapport. Yeah, Rapp, sheet with the Lamar contract, he's alluded to the fact that they might still be negotiating. But is there any chance that they get a deal done before he goes on and wins another MVP and have to pay him, like, $750 million? Guaranteed. I
5: mean, first of all, like, I know a lot of attention is about the contract, but, like, he's playing so well. Like, he is yeah. – Yes. Tua was great yesterday. Which yeah, he really always crazy. plays like
0: that. Right? <laughs>
5: That's literally oh, yeah.
0: how he always plays.
5: Yeah, right. I mean, the beginning yesterday was like that was a great catch. The beginning yesterday was you, he looked awesome. Um, Aguilar. I would say this. <laughs> Hell yeah. uh, you know, I know we talked about a deadline. The Ravens have done some big contracts mid-season, so like I wouldn't expect something, but it would make sense if at least they continue talking, because there is a point where. Even if you set a deadline, sorry, we're not talking about this, but after week one, like, there is a point where it makes sense for all parties to do something. So I would expect them to at least keep their minds open. But, like, if he's going to play it out, like, this is how you play. You
0: it know? seems like it's yourly, yourly, a price. Every mm-hmm. first player in NFL history to have a 75-yard touchdown pass and throw. Mm-hmm. Also becomes uh, 1100-yard rushing games, which passes Michael Vick to become the all-time leader. And that already has an MVP in his book, and a playoff win, and has never gotten in trouble, only been beloved. That price continues to go like this, and he's still pulling away from corners at a linebacker's size. What a fucking awesome guy. Can't
2: wait to see it. Last question for you here, Rap. We know you got to go. Go ahead, Ty. Rap Sheet, last week you mentioned uh, Elton Jenkins you know, kind of being questionable. He ended up going for the Packers last night, and maybe it was a little rusty but looked pretty good. With Bakhtiari, too, you basically said that week three was kind of what they were circling. Is that going to be another deal where – they're kind of going to wait until Sunday and it'll be a game time decision or are we expecting him to play on Sunday?
5: Uh, I would say for Bakhtiari, as you guys know, I will be cautious because you really never can tell Jenkins. I didn't really find out that he was going to play until like probably a couple hours before the game. So he really, they really wanted to make sure. And I would say considering he, that was his first action, like looked good and yeah. really helped them. This was the week for Bakhtiari that they've sort of circled, you know, I like him a lot, just honestly, personally, so I hope he gets out there. Um, They want to make sure he's healthy, but this was always sort of the goal was get to week three and maybe you can do it. So I think that, I think if all goes well, you'll see him, but you sort of want to keep your fingers crossed because it's been a tough road.
0: If all goes well, we'll see you again at some point this week with news. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
5: that'd be great. Wouldn't it be? Something that would help.
0: Oh, Gabe Davis probably not playing tonight. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Two games tonight, Ian. Anything else for this evening we should think
5: about? Uh, Josh Gordon was elevated for the Titans. Or, is
0: he yeah, going to get elevated. used? He's
5: going to get used. He'll be used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll be used. Um, wow. If okay. hold on, What's if plus if 400? Gabe Davis doesn't oh. play, Seven? Uh, Khalil yeah, Shakur is going to be the kind of the guy who steps in mostly group effort, but he'll be the one who takes a lot of his snaps if that helps at all. Um, and I think that's it. All
0: right. We appreciate the hell out of you, buddy. Good luck on your TV. Hey, you look fantastic. You're
5: the man. How about- your studio looks awesome. I look awesome in it, but you guys also look good.
0: Hey, we want to thank you. We can't wait till you get out here and uh, see this thing live and in person, pal.
5: I cannot wait. Take Take a picture of my face in your studio and send it to me so I can put it on Instagram.
0: All right, Ian. All right, Ian Shut up. Thanks, You're Ian. No. All right, no, not well. Yeah, way to go, Ian. Ball! He is here. The second full NFL Sunday slate has been completed with miraculous comebacks, momentous occasions, stars being born, and teams falling into an abysmal pit of maybe 11.3% making the playoffs oh, already. Nice. We're going into week three, and some teams' fan bases are staring down another. Oh, shit. Shit, we suck again, season. Mm-hmm. The toxic tables here. At Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Both your teams bounce back in week two. Uh, at Ty Schmidt, we'll start with you. Packers looked good. No need to overreact last week. They got it all figured out. Yeah,
2: absolutely. It's tough to overreact too because you're watching that game last night. I think it's pretty apparent that boy, do the Bears stink. Uh, they're just Is that not, an overreaction. I don't think so, but that's why it's like as a Packers fan looking at that game, like you really can't get too high or too low because. You know, you beat the fucking Bears at home. But I did like how much they used Aaron Jones. He, he looked very good. The receivers kind of, they, they played better than they did last week. So, you know, I mean, hard to get too excited. But obviously, that, that's a game you can't lose. They beat the hell out of them. They did it convincingly. Like, that's, that's really all you were looking for.
0: And the Patriots get back on the winning side. And uh, I believe Robert Kraft celebrated oh, yeah. his 500th game as an owner. Wow. Thank you, Bob. In Pittsburgh with a big win at Ackershire Stadium. Taking the soul out of Pittsburgh had to feel pretty good.
3: Yeah, it felt amazing, especially when you watch the highlights and you're seeing Cole Strange stand up Cam Hayward. I mean, yeah, we got a guy, probably a Hall of Famer at guard. and You know, the offense is still trying to figure it out, and obviously they don't have T.J. Watt, but that doesn't matter because we're and one and we won a game, and we're probably going back to the Super Bowl.
0: Well, we shall see with that. Let's not get too excited. Let's talk to a Super Bowl champion, a college football national champion, a man... Who has won the Ryder Cup and also beat COVID multiple times? Holy oh shit, ladies and gentlemen, the face of Ohio, AJ
1: Hawk. Yeah,
0: baby, AJ! AJ, what up, baby?
6: Look at you guys! Way to
0: drain the shot on day one too, man. I saw that. I was already connected. Thank you so much. Uh did not know you were going to be here. Would have felt a little extra pressure <laughs> <laughs> if I knew you were watching. That was a uh, that was good. I, mean, I guess we got some audio things to figure out that we can't hear on our ears. But going out, it's a little scratchy. I've got numerous texts from people. Uh, the Thunderdome is. You know, not not completed project yet, but good enough to go live. From that's drink. pretty sweet. Yeah. I
6: saw that 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 uh the camera angle where you were back, where they, they showed you shooting that shot or when they backed off and you saw like the upstairs, like what what the hell is up there behind the window? What is all that?
0: Yeah, so there's a golf simulator up here, full one, that we got like three cameras on. So we'll probably be streaming us playing nine holes pretty much daily, if mm-hmm. I had to guess. that mm-hmm. might be on Twitch. I don't know. I Ooh. think that's what Ooh. top you... left. I think that's Is that this, a window up there, top left. Uh, that's like a green room up there, slash apartment for anybody that oh, comes into awesome. town that can live up in there because wow. not a lot of hotels in this part of town. Now, no. we did get out of downtown Indianapolis. Thank God. Thank yeah. God. Thank God we got out of there. Not that anything's <laughs> wrong with the city, but it's nice to not have to worry about leaving the office and, you know, shit show.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: I mean, we well, don't have off. quills though. Well, That's, quills isn't thank God. That's our issue. Is there is no quills around here. We're in a na- we are secluded up in a neighborhood, which is really nice. But we're gonna be able to have live audiences in here, AJ. Mm. We're gonna be able to go run full court basically in yeah. this thing. Yep. Uh, the sports book area over here, AJ. We can't wait to have you. It is really coming together. We got other studios. We might have moved in here probably two three weeks early. Still gonna have to get a lot of things fixed and decorated. But it's great to be here. We can't wait for you to join us, AJ.
6: Hey, I can't wait. I'll be there Friday hopefully.
0: I won't be here when you're here, which is a shame. We got to figure yeah. that out at some point too. Yeah, you know well, what I mean, Adrian? We will. I miss you. Well, you
6: got you got, a, you got a kind of a busy schedule, but yeah, we'll we'll get in there together.
0: Boone was awesome. How about them winning that game on a hail mary too?
6: Unreal, bro. How did that happen? Are you? That's like a storybook ending for the whole the whole week, the whole weekend, really.
0: Well, that's because the football gods saw the way they were camping out twelve yeah. hours before game day started. They know that everybody on that mountain wanted to see a big time win, and then they get a hail mary batted back, absolute. They shouldn't have won that game. No, no. not a chance. Troy did a. Uh, there's me and old Luke Combs, They did. No oh, okay. Me and uh, oh long neck cold, cold
1: beer. Cold beer. Broke my own. They knew all the
0: words of that one. Uh, the crowd. Mm-hmm. They continued to sing as I was yeah. doing my. I couldn't hear them because my uh, my ear things are yeah. obviously. Sure. in. But watching it back, I'm like, okay, they went with me. I didn't know if they stopped there. And then Luke cuts that promo about out, App State by a million. What a fucking electrifying place and scene that was, A.J. Hawk.
6: What a great choice having him as the guest picker, too. You're right. He has that little promo, and he, he I, I don't know if he prepared anything or he had a few ideas in his head, but he, he nailed it. Well, for sure. he
0: knows college football. I think anybody that knows that show does much better than the people that don't know the show. So, like, yeah. Jack Carlo even said on the show, oh, I'm a college basketball fan, not even really a college football fan. So I'm sure he's seen game day, but right. he has no idea about game day. Then you get Hangman in there. Hangman was like, this is an honor. Yeah, he to be knew. A, like, this, this is an honor to be on this show. Drinking a beer before he comes on. He brings the mullet. Like he he got the show. You know what I mean? Like He understood what game day was, the importance game day has. And then Luke Combs, noted college football fan, noted game day fan he knew exactly what we were looking for and he goes in there and kills and by we i'm talking about fans not people on there and as i'm sitting next to him he i'm like oh this guy's prepared ready to go that's why he's a showman that's why he's entertainer of the year yeah it
2: showed too you know like a lot of times like you mentioned with jack harlow like or even if people are kind of casual fans they get up there and it's just like All right, not very good at all, but he he looked incredible. He sounded incredible. He sounded knowledgeable, and you could tell he was actually having fun. Like, it really was an honor. He didn't feel, you know, above being there, which was awesome.
0: Uh, AJ just found out that he can be put on screen at any time. You know, normally when the boys get to talk, he gets a chance Mm -hmm. to go ahead and burn it down over there Mm -hmm. or chug any of his uh, testosterone or whatever. Piss in a bar. Yeah, whatever he does every single day. (laughs) Now it's going to be all exposed for us to see, AJ. Sorry about it.
6: Yeah, that's all right. Good. Let's, I mean, look at this professional studio you guys have. What a setup.
0: Well, we got to decorate it a little bit more. That is something that's missing. We got of the Buffalo in the top corner. He has made it from the original office, Crashing. which is really good news. But this whole area is wide open. There's like a bunch of, it's really a blank <laughs> canvas. It is. This mm-hmm. entire Jeez. place that we're going to have to decorate. It is. We're going to have a robot camera here. Yeah. That good. you're going to control? Yeah.
6: You mean he's going to be like, like an actual robot, like in Rocky Five, where you can run him around? No. He- I don't
0: think it's a smart fucking thing. I no, mean, I no. think it's a very dumb robot. Yeah. I think we program it it's on a track. Right, It's going to be on a track. Yeah, it's like go a dolly. Steven Spielberg, right down here, coming oh, yeah. yeah. all the way around. So whenever Matt Hasselbeck will join us later, we'll break down uh, the "Let's Run It" Hasselback uh, thing. There will be like a, a, a dolly robot thing that'll shoot from us and then spin right the Hasselbeck on there. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, might as well. You know. Might what as I mean? do. Might as well make it a place that is hilarious and epic to go to. Let's talk about hilarious and epic. Let's talk about some of those games uh, yesterday. We covered, obviously, the big comebacks, but we haven't heard A.J. Hawk's thoughts. Brownie the Elf completely defeated Mm. in Cleveland as painted on the field. For the first time in 2,332 games, A.J. Hawk, a team that was down 13 points or more with two minutes left in the game, came back and win, and that's Joe Flacco. And the Browns had numerous opportunities to win it, A.J. Bad football. Low football IQ over there. Is it Brownie the Elf's fault, or what do you think uh, is going on in Cleveland? AJ Hawk.
6: Well, I, yeah. Obviously, they had the chance. They they could have found a way to to stay in bounds, run that thing out. But also, what what's with all the free runners? Like, have they had any kind of explanation on why you have free runners in the most important part of a game?
0: I mean, that not only do the Brownies have to answer that question, I would assume that the Ravens are answering that question as well. With Tyreek Hill getting behind the defense numerous times, I guess the first touchdown to Tyreek is actually called a fuck it play.
1: I believe it's actually called a fuck it play.
0: McDaniel said if we're in trouble or spirits are low or morale is down, we have one play that we call the fuck it play where it's just everybody loves it. We're basically just Tyreek's going to be on the backside. He's going to go deep, and we're just fuck it. We're just throwing it up to him. (laughs) Ends up a touchdown, ignites an entire comeback. Biggest. We thought would be the biggest in of the day. Turns out it's not with what the Jets were able to accomplish later. That's a fuck-it play. Tyreek Hill is going to sprint by Marcus Peters. Tua is going to throw it as far as he can. They're going to get a touchdown, and they're going to start climbing back into this thing. I love this Dolphins team. Now, Ravens fans are going to say like this defense – Let us all down. Lamar Jackson has a perfect day. First quarterback in the history of the NFL to rush for a 75-yard touchdown and throw for a 75-yard touchdown becomes the 11th 100-yard rushing game for Lamar Jackson, passing Michael Vick for most amount of 100-yard rushing games by a quarterback, had a perfect passer rating, fucking did his thing. But two in that Dolphins team, if they're going to get this type of luck and they're going to have this type of stuff happen for them, just like the Jets, look out, maybe this is the year that McDaniel turns the Finns community around, A.J.,
6: yeah, yes. I mean, it was an awesome game. I, I definitely didn't think that they were. You watched that at the end of the first half. You're like, all right, here we go. Like, this are we going to start subbing dudes in? Like, you almost felt that. And then, of course, what the Dolphins are able to do was unbelievable. What every team, I feel like every game, especially late in the afternoon, here we go. Let's just get crazy weird endings. Teams coming back. The Falcons almost find a way to get a win. Like, what a day.
0: Yeah, and that's LaFleur actually referenced that in his interview on Sunday Night Football. He said, you saw what happened today. There was a lot of first-half teams and then second-half teams. We got to go and put them away. The Packers did just that. What did you see from the Packers last night that made you go, you know what? This fucking team's back. You know what I've seen? Hey, Aaron can what? still spin that thing, pal. Oh, yeah. I don't think he got a lot of opportunities in week one, you know, because they're still figuring a lot of shit out and all that. Lazard being back, I think, helped the mental fortitude a little yep. bit. Jenkins playing, obviously, good news. That ball to Lazard that was actually incomplete, that he put up, that was rising from like 25, 30 yards. This dude's on ayahuasca four weeks ago. Now he's just <laughs> slinging that thing around. Still got the spin, still got the touch. Feels like they got the swag back, too. What did you see from your Packers last night that made you go, okay, let's go on a goddamn run?
1: Well,
6: I mean, I think the first early in the game, Chicago's offense looked great. You felt kind of worried. All right, they jump out. They get on the board early. Justin Fields is moving the ball. You're like, oh, come on, man. Let's get this defense going. And then defense settles in, which that definitely tends to happen, where sometimes teams can go on a drive, and you the defense just needs to wake up or somehow settle down. One guy is out of position here or there. And then look what they do. Like, they get after the, the quarterback, Preston Smith. Great game. I think he was a game wrecker the whole time. And they pounded the ball, too. Aaron Jones is awesome. You can throw the ball out of the backfield of those guys and you have A. J. Dillon
0: as like a changed up bruiser. Like, come on, how do you stop it? Aaron Jones' touchdown was in our super boost. And we knew that was going to happen when floor came out and said, yeah, I'm disappointed with how much we got the ball to Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers said, yeah, can't have that happen where we're paying this guy. Andy's Aaron Jones. We only give him eight touches. We knew we were going to see a lot of Aaron Jones. 200 yards rushing by that tandem there. 132 from Aaron Jones. Another, what, 68 or whatever yep. from uh, A.J. Dillon. If you can get the run game going like that, and we kind of knew it was coming, I guess Chicago didn't, they're going to be untouchable this year. Don't you think, Ty? I mean,
2: you would think so. And I think A.J. would be able to speak to this a lot more in terms of the D Defense. there was that play late where the the Packers ended up having a goal line stand. Quay Walker, the rookie they drafted from Georgia, being able to close on Justin fields Speed. That, they, yep. they no. i can 't ever remember them having a linebacker who actually had sideline to sideline speed like that like it's kind of been what they 've missed for a really really long time so yeah like the the offense is much different i don't think there's going to be those massive chunk plays like they had the the big play action bomb to Sammy Watkins, but outside of that, I think it's going to be a lot more of just grinding people out with the offense, or, I mean, with the running game, they'll be opportunistic with uh, Rodgers taking some shots. But if their defense can play like that, like, I I think they will be okay. Super boost, never a doubt
3: card. No, never a doubt. I mean, I did take Aaron Jones' first-half touchdown, two touchdowns, Three touchdowns, and unfortunately, you know. You got a little greedy there. I got a little greedy, you know, and that's going to happen, especially when you know you have a boost. That's free money. How about that? There's never a doubt, not for one minute during that game, where it's like, oh, I don't know if the Packers are going to win. I don't know if Aaron Jones is going to score. Because of the fact of what LaFleur said, like you said, and Elton Jenkins coming back, like the O-line being who it is, and, you know, Ty mentioned it in the first hour. We, we do know the Bears fucking stink. So it's, I don't know. it's a combination it's of all cool. three. Right it cool.
0: looks like they're going to figure it out. Is Justin Fields a guy, too, that will continue to be the question until we find out the answer? Him in a brand-new system, brand-new offense, yeah. second year after what we saw last year. I mean, it's a big question mark, but the Packers, well, now they're 10-0, LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers together
2: off of a loss, coming yeah. off a loss. And game. all those games, they're winning by at least two touchdowns. Like, it, it, it really was a layup. When I saw that super boost, I was like, Plus I, 250. Yeah, Ridiculous. unbelievable. That was um, a massive it really boost. was free money. I uh, feel like
0: that, we, Hey, we appreciate that, FanDuel. Yeah, I mean, very much. much. Well, that's because of how well FanDuel's been doing. It's been hard to predict. Yeah, sure. AJ, I hit a fucking big one last night, pal. I hit a big one. Was
6: that yours that you put? Po- I saw you post a few. Are those ones that you hit personally?
0: Into the group text, you're saying?
6: I don't know. I don't know if you post them or put them in the group text. Into the, the group yeah. text, on, yeah. Send them
0: into the group text for Foxy to maybe bring up. Yeah, I hit for 14 grand last night. No yeah. big deal. Man. I hit a plus 1346. That just felt good. Green Bay Packers money line. That was even better than the boost that we felt very confident about. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, anytime touchdown score. It was in the super boost. Felt very confident about that. Justin Fields, anytime touchdown score. Thought he was going to run because Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers chit-chatted about how big the rivalry is between yeah. the Bears and the Packers. Like, keep this. So I thought Justin Fields was going to try to put the team on his back going in at the very beginning, scoring touchdown. Thank God, Aaron Rodgers over 200 yards—that felt like a little bit of a lock. And AJ Dillon over 25 yards felt like a lock. So I was plus 13.46. I put a thousand on it because how good I felt out of it. 14 grand in return. I felt good last night. Hey, yeah. All of a sudden, we're looking Jeez. a lot better in the whole gambling on the season thing because yesterday my overall betting was not fantastic. Yours was though, AJ. I don't know if you know this. What would what, we do? You went 10 and four yesterday or something. Wow. Wow. ha. Oh. Couple of those late
6: comebacks, sure helped me out, that's for sure. Oh,
0: yeah, you never know what the hell. Not the
6: Browns, though, the Browns screwed me.
0: I want seven and seven, you want 10 and four. We got two games tonight, I can't catch you. Uh, obviously,
3: well, you could with the yeah, overs. And the overs.
0: Oh, you're saying I can get real yep. fancy? Oh, you go yeah. Four yeah, I know. AJ
3: could you yeah. know, probably wuss out and just take two games. We'll dive into the picks no, later yeah. this
0: evening or later this show. <laughs> and uh, AJ, it looks like you're hot. We got to remember this. Remember yeah. last year and the year before that, when AJ gets into a hot spot. This is going to continue for a few weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. AJ, don't listen to this because we don't want to jinx this whole thing, but it feels like we could probably understand that he's about to go on a heater right
2: now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, 10-4 and shit yesterday. You mentioned it. Last night, Packers kind of saved me, but boy, was I getting my teeth kicked in up until that game. I really, I really was. We are
0: war. Uh, FanDuel's continuing to rake in. I think that's why they gave us that to plus 250 last night. Let's bounce around the league a little bit more. Uh, Kyler and the Cardinals. What a magical comeback for that team against the Raiders who just weren't able to put them away. I think if you chat to any offensive linemen, which we will, and, I talked to AQ Shipley. Uh, Arizona Cardinals were trying to get rid of Chandler Jones because they know Chandler Jones the game record. Chandler Jones was on their team last year, which allowed Max Crosby to eat a lot. And in the beginning of that game, Kyler Murray was forcing things, throwing some picks. Then a two-point conversion, AJ, and some throwaway time in the second half really changed it all. Fourth quarter, eight thirteen left. The Raiders are up 10. And the longest two-point conversion of all time takes place where Kyler Murray runs 85 yards. It takes 20-some seconds, and they end up getting a two-point conversion to make this within eight. It felt like this was maybe a momentum changer on the sideline. They should not have been in this game. They should not have been able to win this game. It's an AFC West rivalry, so it's going to be a – no, I'm sorry. It is not an AFC West rivalry. NFC West is the Cardinals. AFC West is the Raiders. Nonetheless, two great teams, and the Cardinals knew they shouldn't have been in it. When this play happens, I think it changes all Big Mo to the Red Bird Gang, A.J. Hawk.
6: Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, what what almost people forget about, too, is how this game ended. Simmons coming in, causing the fumble on Hunter Renfro. Scoop, score, game over. Like, walk off. Caused fumble return for a touchdown. Like they had everything. Like the Cardinals figured everything out. Obviously, the first half was not that pretty, but man, they sure figured this thing out. I don't know. What if Renfro
0: is a, a big like ball ball security job security guy. I don't think we remember that Renfro fumbles a lot, but what a hit! Yeah. What a play! Yeah. To what be... are you supposed
6: to do there? Yeah. Look, I don't... look at this head on head on the ball.
0: Bam! See ya. That's exactly that's clinic right. That's exactly that's teach takes right.
6: Yes. Like how are you gonna hold on to that ball when he puts his helmet directly on the football?
0: What is he? Two fifty or two forty five. Great job here
6: stabbing to pick it up too and not like taking a knee and being down.
0: You're saying being an athlete.
6: Right here, yeah. He picks up with his right hand, stabs it, and says, "See ya, I'm going to score." Boom! Yeah. Yep. Oh.
0: Imagine being that. Athletic. So quick. That'd be so much fun. I know. Yeah, be just being time. able to scoop it live in overtime on the sideline. Guy in the suit. I don't know who he is. Former player, Ooh. now doing something for the Cardinals. He was striding
2: alongside of him, and the Cardinals steal one against the Raiders. Honestly. Yeah. To your point too about Renfro. I I think just because of kind of who he is, and same deal like the lunch lunch pail, hard hat, all that kind of stuff. Great oh, route runner. Yeah, white guy uh you don't think of him fumbling but before that play that where he fumbled and and they took it to the house he f- i mean it wasn't a fumble but same deal he caught you know like a, a little pass out in the flat and uh it ended up not being a fumble but like it seems like they almost keyed like either Simmons or someone new like hey we we just had one like we can get one here if you if you really go after it and they did and they ended up winning the game the heroic Reading ball What's that? Pal? Great
6: things happen when you. Great things happen when you run to the ball. Like that's how it works, man. You got guys coming inside out. You have the guys on the outside forcing them outside in. Boom. That's what happens. You win games. I felt like the Colts were running at the ball.
3: Well, yeah, the ball. <laughs> yeah, what was happened the there? I talked about it.
6: They time. got shut out. That doesn't happen a whole lot.
3: Uh, they against fucking the team in the league,
0: probably. Against.
1: Yeah.
3: bro, there's a chance. There's an argument to be made.
0: They look bad. Yeah. They Didn't have Michael Pittman Jr. Okay, that's number one weapon. Now, with that being said. Feels like skill position might be a problem. Like like a couple of doofuses have been saying yeah. into the microphone for a long time, uh, and I understand there was a lot of faith in the young guys for the Indianapolis Colts at wide receiver. They have not been able to get open. Okay, they're big. They have not been able to get open. We saw the size. We saw how big everybody is. Might be able to keep up with them. Those guys are going to have to create some separation. Offensive line just invested in a little bit, the whole squad. They seem to not be able to block anybody. Matt Ryan, you know, supposed to be a veteran leader. supposed to come in. We got a Navy SEAL. We got an astronaut. He seems to get kind of out of it whenever things are going bad. I yeah. don't really see, like, the fire there. Jonathan Taylor's still a guy. Only had five touches going in the fourth quarter. Uh defense is out to Forrest Buckner and Shaq Leonard. That's a big deal. Huge. That's a big deal. Huge, huge deal. So I don't think it's code red yet, but golly, it is getting ugly. That was fucking disgusting. I don't know (laughs) I don't know what Jim Ursay was saying to Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, but I assume the brothers were in abundance and I assume there was a hey. Do you know what your salary is? Yes. Do you know what your salary is? Yes. I just extended you guys. Do you know how many fucking guitars I could have bought instead? Those guitars at least give me some happiness. You guys give me none Mm -hmm. in Jacksonville. They gotta get it figured out quick, dude. The stats are alarming. For how teams' records are going into the third week on whether or not they're going to be a team or they're not going to be a team. Two and oh, like sixty-three percent. Uh one and one, forty-two percent, 0 and two, you have an eleven point three percent chance to make the playoffs. And we will dive into the Bengals being quite a letdown in a moment for sure, as that is probably close to your heart over there in Ohio. But the Colts are oh one and one. So let's assume it's a little bit higher than eleven yeah. percent. But those odds look very low in Indy if you hear anybody talk about Frank Wright coaching a goddamn team. I mean, it is. All it is all systems firing. Who do they play next on Frank? Who's, who's India have next? Does it matter? Let's hope it's like four or five straight buys. It does. So we can <laughs> <to> figure <laughs> out the Lions. <laughs> Bro, we had the Jags. We just had the Jags. Exactly. You know what I mean? We yeah. had Texans and then we had Jags. But then,
6: when you have to get back on track and then you see a juggernaut coming into town, or you have to go there, like okay, oh yeah, it's right. Chiefs oh. at they home. We yeah, want to be around. Right.
3: Chiefs at home.
6: Perfect. Oh no, see that's what I was worried about.
3: What do you mean? That's a great game. Pretty get good. They're game. a pretty good team. Beat the Chiefs, you're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to be there. First.
0: Yeah, but that also franchise
2: win. That could be like a bury the ball type game too where they get beat like 75 to nothing. Hey, we bury the ball, we move on, season starts now.
0: Turn it around. Yeah, they're going to run out of plots of land for balls over there. Yeah, well. <laughs> this shit's getting ugly quick. And uh, they didn't have a lot of their players,
3: so let's not panic,
0: okay? Well, let's not
3: panic panic
6: this early. Not this. Not in September. You can't
0: panic. Everybody wants Frank Reich fired.
6: yesterday. (laughs)
3: Yeah. They They got blanked by the Jacks. I mean, Matt Ryan too. that first drive. Sure. They don't have their weapons. And that's valid. But the first pass, they throw it to Naeem Hines. It's like, oh, okay, they're going to use Hines, not just out of the backfield like this is going to go well. And then Matt Ryan just chucks the ball like Carl Wentz and throws a pick on second or third down for no reason. And they don't really have. I think
0: uh, Matt Ryan threw three interceptions yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He sacked seven times. I believe. to give some credit to the Jags D. Well, Absolutely. The Jags are a team this year too. People forget. it. People all- forget. Jags are fucking. They could go on and win the Super Bowl. Exactly. Also, Doug like, Peterson's got that new hair, he, he,
2: and he looks great. I mean, going into the year, obviously any team can win any week, but those are two division games that I assume you're circling. It's like, hey, we're two and zero oh going into the uh, a tough matchup against the Chiefs. You Is just, that why the guys didn't play? I wonder why, like, because Defor- you- DeForest Buckner and Shaquille Leonard,
4: yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. They don't play. That's huge. Massive. Mm-hmm. That's massive. Remember, DeForest Buckner didn't play against the Titans a couple years ago, and it was why we didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was because Derrick Henry was able to just go for 200 yards right up the gut because DeForest Buckner wasn't in. Now, yeah. Grover Stewart's still playing. He's a guy. But you lose Shaq, defensive MVP candidate, your number one weapon on offense and Michael Pittman, and DeForest Buckner. I think I think we need to not panic yet. But that did not look like a team that had a plan on winning the game yesterday with no players. I mean, that did not seem like that at all. 24-zip is demoralizing, let alone when it's in the division, let alone when it's against a team that is worried about who's in the pools at the stadium as yeah. opposed to who's winning
3: yeah. their fan base mostly. Well, and they're hanging their hat on their offensive line and them giving Sting. up seven sacks. Like, it's not just like the defense because they're missing those players. Healthy offensive line, everyone's there. How the hell are you giving up seven sacks? I
0: have no idea. Let's pivot away from another team that needs to figure it out on the offensive line. Joey Burrow, hey. This Joey Burrow situation is going to be a case study going forward. Lael Collins, who they bring in to protect him as right tackle, last week has to take on TJ. Why Doesn't have a great day. This week it's against Micah Parsons. Doesn't have a great day. Lael's getting baptized by pass rushers in his new stint with the Cincinnati Bengals, so hopefully he'll be able to pick it up a little bit. But if Joey Burrow continues to get killed the way he's getting killed, this Bengals team is going to be a situation that we're going to have to monitor from Super Bowl to why can't we figure out the glaring issue even though we spend money? That's going to be a question people are going to ask for a long time with this Bengals team, A.J. Hawk, until they get it fixed.
6: Yeah, it is, but I mean, I guess what they could kind of point to is that hey, we, we played T.J. Watt, right, what right. defensive MVP last year, and then Micah Parsons, who could have been the He was rookie of the year last year and could be the MVP this year. He's on pace for 325 sacks, I think, mm-hmm. what I heard Romo say earlier on the broadcast. So, I mean, it's a, these are two, like, very unique – Game-changing rushers you're going against at the same time, too, if you want to say, okay, we, we're not all bad. We can still figure this thing out.
0: Plenty of excuses to go around, but nonetheless, they're 0-2 right now, 11.3% chance to make the playoffs. I wonder what the uh, percent chance of making the playoffs after going 4-12 and or 4-15 and is yeah. like the first year they were. True. I'm sure they're not worried about any of the percentages, but this Joey Burrow thing, they – Evan McPherson's a guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, they got a kicker. Now, last week he missed the game winner from 29 yards or whatever with a backup tight end, long snapping, an entire situation being fucked. He bounces back, makes a bunch of kicks for him, including a couple long ones, and then they still lose because Meyer comes from 50 yards in there. The Cowboys with Cooper Cush, they might be a team as well. I saw Richard Sherman got upset about something that I found to be pretty – Uh, alarming as well. Mike McCarthy chatted about Cooper Rush, and he said, it's not that big of a drop off from Dak Prescott. It's like, what? What?" (laughs) Then once you pay Dak Prescott, like 200 million for it. I mean, that's, and then Cooper Cush goes out there. He was slinging it. Yeah. I mean, he looked like an actual quarterback, looked like a great guy, seemed to be in control. The Cowboys get a win. Bengals get a loss. Should we panic about the Bengals? It sounds like you're thinking no. And for the Cowboys, should we be excited because Dak was holding the football yesterday. Mm-hmm. They said he could be back within four weeks. He heals quick. Yesterday he was holding a ball. Do they need him to rush back with Cooper Cush?
6: We'll see. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll see. But I, is it, could it be possible that Big Mike is just trying to pump up old Cooper Cush and not take, take anything away from Dak. He just said, hey, man, this guy's going to be our guy for the next three, four five games, who knows how long. I need to make sure we, he feels like the whole squad is behind him and everyone is behind him no matter what.
0: I wonder if uh, old Mike McCarthy went up to Dak. I was like, hey, hey, hey listen. I'm about to say some things about Cooper Cush here. <laughs> that people are gonna pair you. Just we need him to, we'll to play. You get it. We need him to You get it. We need him play. You get it. Yeah, you get it. We need him to play. Tony Pollard had a great game for them. Yeah. He continues yeah. to be great. Uh Zeke also Played very well. Now, I think everybody talks about how much money Zeke's getting paid versus how much Tony Pollard's getting paid and how well Tony Pollard does as well. Zeke's still a dude. Zeke is still a guy that every team would want to have on their team. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys are able to figure it out. And the NFC East, I mean, we're going to find out a lot tonight about the Eagles when they take on the Vikings, who just absolutely stampeded the Green Bay Packers last week. But the NFC East, maybe the Cowboys are all the way back with, oh, Cooper Cushion, alcohol, maybe. Uh Maybe he's the guy for
2: them. Well, it looked like, I mean, a lot of times when something like this happens, when you have, like, a really prominent quarterback and he goes down and some backup comes in, like, the game plan changes completely. It's like, you know, they they can't do anything. The passes, they're throw like, it just doesn't look like the same team at all. It kind of looked like the Cowboys almost didn't miss a beat yesterday. And maybe that is partially because... The Bengals just can't seem to get out of their own way, and it's like that's exactly what they need to do to to win with him playing quarterback. Is hey, if we're if the defense is is giving up fourteen to seventeen points, like we feel like he's good enough, and we have enough playmakers still on the outside and in the backfield where we can steal a couple games, scoring three touchdowns. But I mean, I guess we'll see. The, the Bengals, though, that's just they're hard to figure out.
0: Looks bad. We'll have some overreactions from around the internet and the Bengals fans did not disappoint. No. Uh, Let's go ahead and take five. Let's hit some things real quick before we take five. Graham Gano, a man who was lied to by Boston Connor in a live Twitter spaces during a fantasy football draft, wins a game for the New York Giants with long balls. Saquon Barkley in the second half seemed to look like he looked like last week. Mm -hmm. Are the Giants under Dayball a new team? I think so.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And their defense looks awesome. Granted, you know, it was Baker Mayfield than the Panthers and the Titans, are, which you know, who knows what they are. But when you have Graham, could know, which we all know. He, I mean, he's the guy. He's, there's, a, there's a chance he might go and break Vinatieri's record. Why'd you, Panthers. why'd you lie? To,
0: yeah. Why'd you say you draft them and then draft Adam Thielen instead? Well, sack of yeah, blind. It's
3: funny you say that because we were actually talking earlier. There's a chance my fantasy team is now cursed, but I have uh, drummed up a trade. I believe I will be asking Foxy for Graham Gano, and in return I will give him Jamar Chase because there's, it feels like I have to do that.
0: There's no chance that Foxy goes for that.
3: I mean for the good of the league do not let Connor, I'll take Jamar Chase. Yeah Connor, that's a no deal. Uh, well no you're cool then. Jamar Chase for Graham Gano, Whatever. Gano just had 18 points for my team alright? Yeah. So I'm going to go 2-0 now. Ganeau's he's going to do that every week. The
0: team. He's going to do that every single week. Exactly. That's what Graham Gano does. That's why he's been around a long time. That's why he's still kicking and that's why he was in that fantasy draft because he's a good dude. Yeah. And you decide to shit on him yeah. and that will never ever ever come back around for you he hit from 36 33 32 and that 50 some yarder to win the damn game uh 56 uh it was 16 16 good wow. i mean just a beautiful ball Jeez. fist pump and i like that the giants tweeted the video and there's the uh bad snap okay great hold way to get that thing around especially for a 56 yarder uh the scottish Hammer. Scottish
2: Hammer. Hammer. Scottish yeah.
0: Hammer. Uh, Jamie, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. I mixed up with Drew McIntyre, of Sheamus. Scottish Psycho, And Jamie, advantage. I apologize for that. But Scottish Hammer with a great hold there. And Graham Gano being as steady as possible right in Connor's face. The Lions are a 500-football team, get a win over Commanders. And although Carson was kind of mounting a comeback in the end, the Lions answered every single time. Great run game. And Jared Goff, I think he had four tuds. Jared yeah. Goff, very comfortable in this entire thing. Foxy, you guys got to be very excited, man. So fucking excited! I could not believe Jared Goff. It seemed like every time normal Lions teams, they choked that game away. But Goff was there. Uh,
3: Carson would score. Goff would score. Carson would score. Goff would score. I've never seen anything like it. It was awesome.
0: And there was a safety in that game, a pick, <laughs> yep. a fumble, another one potentially. It was a Carson Wentz-style game, but they were in it in the end, and the Lions were able to get a close one. That's huge for the Lions' Boom. morale. Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are back to doing things. Got close late. Stafford threw a couple picks. One of them, I think, was bad. Blocked punt for a oh. cut is obviously a big deal. Uh, but the Rams seem to have it figured out if they can go for four, quarter, uh, four quarters. Aaron Donald's still Aaron donald Jayhawk.
6: I think it's good to win however you can. like To blow people out, yeah, it's cool, but I think it's good to win with some adversity and find a way to win those games where, okay, well, we got up early Now this team came back. We need to find a way to put these people away. I think that's good for you
0: Like in the long run. You need to win every possible way. I think so, too. Jimmy G is now playing for the Niners. He's undefeated this season as a Niner. He picked up right where he left off as their quarterback, making good decisions. Debo Samuel, still a dog. Trey Lance out for the year with a broken ankle. Mm -hmm. We hate to see that, but I think the Niners have a much easier situation on their hands than they had a week ago. But now it is time to debut a brand new segment. Ladies and gentlemen, you might have watched that Ravens Dolphins game yesterday and wondered how and why some things happened. How did that comeback take place in which Tua sat in the pocket and got the Dolphins all the way back? Is this the Dolphins year? Is Lamar Jackson one of one? All the records seem to say so. And to break it more down for all of us to become more intelligent, friend of mine with a brand new segment called Let's Run It Hassle Back. Mad Hassleback.
1: Yeah. Hey.
7: Great to see you, pal. What's up, guys? How are we doing? You sound amazing. That's unreal. So, audio check. Audio check one. Yeah, Sounds you sound great. good. Perfect. So, we'd Sweet. like
0: to talk about the said love that he's wearing underneath both of his nice. hoodie and his shirt here, created by a guy named Paulie B, who is here doing the audio. Paulie I think B. in the first hour, Paulie B was out in my good graces. Sure. Out of him completely. Did a full test show yesterday. Was not told that every word is going to sound like a robot is speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit a basketball shot. Put the video out. Just heard it for the first time. Maybe the worst quality of anything we've ever put out in history. Yeah, yep. right. Pauly B, though, dives into the system, figures it out, also created this lav mic that Hassabek's wearing while uh, working for the show Jersey Shore. Wow. Well, Pauly- with Paulie D was working on the audio for Snooki Jersey Shore all of them whoa yeah so since they were shirtless he created this lava. that's a necklace that Matt Hasselbeck's currently wearing he should have got a patent on it other people would steal it yep. but nonetheless Hasselbeck you sound great look great will you teach us a little bit more about the football from yesterday sir yeah
7: some great football yesterday some great comebacks what a game by Lamar Jackson, yeah. like historic, right? Yeah. He had eight incompletions, 21 to 30, 21 to 29, over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, ran for a buck 19 on nine, nine carries with a touchdown. Historic, 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 Never, never been done. So I'm going to show you how they started doing this, okay? And then I'm going to show you what happened at the end. As an offense, what we like to do is we like to do things that are really, really simple to us, yet complicated for the defense. So check this out here, okay? This is one of Lamar's touchdown passes. We're in a stack formation here, okay? No big deal. Why do you get in stacks? Well, because they have Xavier Howard, who's one of the best cover corners in the game. And when he's pressed, it's hard for our wide receiver to get off. Mm. So, Foxy, run it in slow motion for me here. Watch what happens pre-snap here. All of a sudden, in slow motion, we get motion by the outside receiver. The next guy's getting set. Now, Xavier Howard is pressing a different receiver. Hike the ball, run it in full speed. Check out this release here. See you later. I can relate this to one thing. Okay? Now you're playing pick-up basketball with your buddy, and you're like, all right, check, and then he just goes. Of course. You know, don't have time, Yeah. right? That's kind of what happens. Show that one more time. Just see this little subtle thing. Right before, new guy, got a new man. I had, yeah, I had 13, now I got seven. Oop, touchdown, okay? That is very well done.
0: Perfectly placed ball, oh. too, right? Runner's ball. Runner's That's ball, perfectly
7: placed that. ball. 75-yard touchdown. Here's a little replay of it. Hey, I got you him. No, I got you and now I got a great spray release. We're selling like we're going deep on the outside. Instead, we got a slant route, okay? So that's wonderful. Now, we know about Lamar the passer. We also know about Lamar the runner. Foxy, let it run. Here we go. Third and two. You got to stop. What do you got to stop? Well, it looks like they got a jet sweep action. You can just let this one run, Foxy. Looks like we're on the, it looks like we're on I-90, but nope, we're on the 405. Oh! Okay. And that's basically what happens. So, Lamar Jackson, you're talking about he's got to get paid. He might get paid. Check it out. We're going east and west? Nope, we're going north and south. Okay? That's that right there. But what does Coach P always say, Pat? Guys, you were in the team meeting this week. What is Coach P? Coach P's keys. One play at a time. Mm-hmm. All you got for 60 minutes. Don't judge. Don't judge what? Don't look up at scoreboard. Don't judge the scoreboard. So, there's a guy on the other side named Tua. Okay, and he wasn't judging. Sometimes when you're down by a lot, you're down by a lot, you try to do too much. Yeah. You get a little careless with the ball. You end the day with like four interceptions, sure. something like that. Okay. Third down, okay? That's a money down. Quarterbacks make their money on third down, in the red zone, and in two minutes. That's where you make money, okay? What happens between the 20 and the 20? doesn't matter so much. So third and 13, okay? You might feel like doing something desperate, something reckless, but don't. Trust us. Trust the process. One play at a time. Don't judge. Here we go. Let's run this. This is what I call an us-or-nobody throw. Us-or-nobody. post throw. Here's two, a third, and 13. The percentages are low. Look at that ball get Oh, man. Not a risky throw. We got three points in the bank if we want it, or we could try to go for for uh, you know go for it on fourth down. What's he throwing? at the crossbar. There,
0: throwing it. That's the crossbar. Yep, yeah,
7: us or nobody. Over over one, two. Run it back, please, Foxy. Just real quick. Look how many defenders this ball goes over here. Okay, you can run it, play it. And Gusecki's tall. Well, it went a little too fast. You got to just sort of trust <laughs> me. That ball went over three defenders. Here we go. One, two, three. Back of the end zone. Now, Gusecki does the hard part, but he's expecting that ball. An us or nobody throw in the back of the end zone. Look how high he gets up right there. This is just ex- excellent execution. And it's not an accident. Like, this is what you practice. This is what we expect. This is what we talk about in this kind of a situation. Third quarter,
0: down 21, third and 13. They make that happen.
7: You're thinking to yourself, while watching Tua play like this, guy's under control, right? I'm really impressed. Like, playing like a veteran for a young guy. We hadn't seen it. Playing like a veteran. Here's one. Third and goal from the two. Now, this is another excellent play. Run this one until he gets to the top of his drop here, Foxy. Okay, stop it right here, actually, stop it right here. We got four strong here, okay? This is called a four by one. If we were in a trip set, we call that three by one. There's a running back on this side though, so we're gonna call it a four by one. Let it run. We're gonna try to get an in cut here to Craycraft, right there to a season. He knows that his guy Craycraft is open, but he feels this unblocked guy. Does he look at the rush? Heck no. Do not look at the rush. Never. Feel the rush. So let it run a little bit. He feels it. He's like, oh, I gotta be careful with the ball. Ooh. Nice spin move. Get Away. Now, he knows the route. He knows it was a little five-yard Marvin, Marvin Harrison in-cut. He knows the route, so he's like, you know what? I'm just going to keep coming. Smart play by both guys. Okay, let it run. Let it run. He's got a guy in the back of the end zone open, too, but he hits Craycraft. Craft. Now, what, talk about the guy in the back of the end zone. Let this run just a little bit, Foxy. Check out Jalen Waddle. This is the play that, like, really, sometimes as an athlete, you try to do too much. Okay? Oh. Tua, that's very well Spin. done. Now check check See this ya. out. So here it yeah. he goes. Check this right there. Pause it for me, Foxy. Jalen Waddle is open in the back of the end zone. Can you back that up just a tad for me, please? Jalen Waddle gets pushed out of bounds at the back of the end zone, okay? He's standing there. He stays out of bounds. Because he's, he's ineligible. He's not allowed to be the first guy to touch the ball mm. when he comes back in. So Tua actually, I believe, looks at him. Look at the hat and Jalen. The hat's right, there, right here. So the the official, the back judge, he'll throw the hat if the the receiver runs out of bounds and he's now ineligible. Jalen Waddle sits back there and he's like, no. he looks at two. He's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. don't throw to me. You know, usually it's like, yo, 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 I'm open, mm-hmm. I'm open. He's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no, don't, don't. Come I'm, illegal me. Right I'm, I'm, I'm illegal right now. I'm illegal. I'm illegal. So he comes Jumper. to Craig Craft touchdown again. Jumper. Down 35-14, Excellent. So that's smart. The that pain out there for Waddle is actually America. Okay. And Waddle is gone. Gumpy. Because, okay. I'm illegal
0: here. And yeah. the
3: hat would be the immigration office throwing their hat on the ground.
0: Or the lawyers
7: that refused to. That said his, his money name is Kyle are, Gump. Yeah, took right. $30,000. Yes, yeah. yeah. okay.
0: Anyways, great play by
3: Tua. Felt well, the rush. Listen,
7: I'm crediting Mike McDaniel for this kind of stuff. Like, Mike McDaniel, he's great in the press conference. He's got a lot of energy. He's pop culture, all that stuff. But, like, he's a really, really smart football coach. Here's another one from Tua, okay? Third and 10, money down. Down 14, fourth Money quarter. Down, down 14. Don't judge. You can't get two touchdowns on one play, right? The Ravens are going to bring, I don't know why they're bringing pressure, okay? They, they decided they still wanted to bring pressure, but they, they're doing it, okay? They're going to bring pressure up top here, okay? These two guys to this three-receiver set are going to blitz. If they do blitz, if they bring two, we call that a dog, okay? Oh, D O G or D A W G? What do you want it to be? Well, it depends on what it is, I guess. Because yeah,
0: I think true. the Steelers run a dog rush, which is mm-hmm. both ends. And it's been that way since the beginning. This one
7: feels like a
3: dog. Yeah, didn't I get the sack too on a blitz, feels like a dog. D
7: O G, yeah. yeah. Just so this is a fire zone. Okay, it's a fire zone oh. strong dog. Oh! And this is probably invented way back in the day by the Pittsburgh Steelers, probably. Hell Tony yeah. Dungy taking it to Tampa. Anyway, that's another thing. Okay, ready? Here we go. That these two good. guys, if they blitz, then these two guys on this side are going to fire zone into coverage. See, that's exactly what happens. Oh. Tua notices it. His drop is right on the hash. But now notice this very subtle Tom Brady. I'm just going to drift about two yards to this side where I know no one is rushing from, and he buys himself just a little bit Hey, of that's time. smart football, right? Very smart you football. You have to see
0: the blitz. You have to understand that you got nobody coming on this side because it's a fire zone now, and you have to be able to adapt in real time. That's like super
7: high-level football from Tua, right? That's feeling the rush. It's film study. It's being well-coached. Now, on the back end, they're saying, you're saying to yourself, man, how could you let Tyreek Hill get behind you? Yes. absolutely. Well, I'll tell you why. Because the DBs, they're like, no, no, we're bringing the strong dog." That thing's getting home in like one, 1,000, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. This should be a sack right about now. But this little, little subtle thing that Tua does, eyes downfield, where he goes just from the hash to about, I don't know, two yards from the hash, and he buys himself just a little bit of time, and it's picked up because the dolphins protection scheme. That's just really, really well done. Oh, okay. thanks. So we liked to a lot. I mean, he played outstanding. Listen, the crazy thing is this game was 28-7 at the half, the Ravens. 28-7. Pat, you said this team. was
3: a fucking play from McDaniel? Yeah, that's what he said. Does every team have one. a fucking play?
7: I don't think it was this one. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, I the other Tyreek I mean, Hill touchdown. Well, I'm we'll, not in the room, but the, the, I, think it's, I think it's actually this next one, okay? <laughs> okay. Down 35-28, okay? Third and six. Again, here we are in a four-by-one. So do you want to roll your coverage to Tyreek, to the one guy? Yeah. Or do you want to roll your coverage to the four by one? You know who does this a lot? The Kansas City Chiefs do this a lot, and that one guy is Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here we're doing it with Tyreek. You're forcing a single coverage, basically. Well, not necessarily. You're either forcing them to take two guys over there, okay? Roll the coverage that way. You're forcing them to declare what they think is most dangerous, you're forcing them to declare passing strength. Do we think the passing strength is the four guys over here? Or do we think the passing strength, the thing that we're more worried most about is Tyreek Hill? Well, if we're the defense, we're saying Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. the fastest. Yeah. Especially um, on this play. Yeah. Absolutely. The hindsight. We got hindsight. Though. We knew. But it's a, it's, it's a little bit of a gray area. Like, how would you handle that? And it might be a little confusing. Again, simple for the offense. What do we care? He's just running deep. What do we care? Confusing for the defense. And you see right here, this is basically what's happening. So go back to last year. Everyone's talking about how Lamar Jackson and the Ravens got kind of embarrassed on national TV because the the Miami Dolphins were bluff blitzing or bringing cover zero, mm. you know, showing all that blitz. They probably were sitting around like, man, this is hard. Why, why don't we do this all the time? Like, why, we should do this. So this is what they did. They basically did what the Miami Dolphins' Brian Flores defense did last year against them, but they, like, it's... They didn't do it very well. Fake blitz. They bluff blitz. Exactly. Tua one two three four five. He sees single coverage with no safety help. Now there should have been. There probably should have been safety help. Or that corner, we would have done that if we were the Ravens defense.
6: Did he think there was help?
7: Either either there was this guy. Let me say this. This guy thought he had help. That's what AJ just alluded to. Yeah, he thought he had help. But either way, we don't care what you think you have. We see what you don't have. You don't have help. <laughs> yeah. So whether he knew he had help or not, this is where we say it like, hey, the hell with it. We're going deep, right? We don't care. And that's exactly what happened here. Okay. Okay. So this is the fuck it play, you think? I think it is. I think it's like, hey, our guy's better than your guy. We're running by you. And then as fate would have it, the Baltimore Ravens just happen to blow the coverage completely. Yeah, which, there's a lot of miscommunication. Yeah, in the so go the back right here, right Fox. Just show this all-22 here. Look, I love that you have this all-22. Check you. this out. They're we showing cover zero. Cover zero, which I, I talked about yesterday on Sunday Countdown, that just means there's zero helpers in the back end. And that's what they're showing. And they have too many rush potential rushers for how many blockers we have. With a, with no t- tight end attached and only one back. We only have six potential blockers. Look at all these guys. It looks like a punt formation, okay? So basically right here, we got to either honor that or they're going to be bluffing it and they're going to now be out of position. You can run in foxy. See how they're all trying to bail out of there? I really don't Jeez, know what this yeah. corner's thinking. So, you <laughs> would,
0: AJ, you would think that six there, if you can run back to the beginning, six is supposed to get back over top of Tyreek, you think? I mean, this is a Darius Butler question, but does that corner think that six is supposed to show yeah, over? Yeah, absolutely.
7: It? Six does not know the coverage. He, he thinks that he has help over the top, and he is supposed to probably, probably be here deeper than the deepest receiver on his side. Run
0: that one more time, Foxy. Because from inside the box there, six is on the hash. Is he supposed to just turn and run Jeez. there? I mean, that's just fucking... Well, the corner yeah. doesn't
3: even move while Tyreek Hill's running at him. He just is standing there. Yeah. He just runs right by him.
0: Interesting decision, though, by the Ravens with new defense coordinator, right, Wink Martindale, now in uh, Giants yeah, colors. Yep. So them thinking that that guy can maybe get from a disguised blitz... To help over top on Tyreek I, yeah, Hill, I
7: don't know that it's a coaching no. thing. I think again, like the this is like a little bit of a confusing formation, or maybe this is like a you put this blitz call or this defensive call with this formation in this situation, and now we have a, a player who makes a mental mistake.
0: But if we were to run it Hasselbeck, uh, like you said earlier, we don't care. Tua doesn't give a fuck about yeah. what their it miscommunication is, and that's what I'm saying.
7: Us. Like Tua gets up there, Mike McDaniel in this offense, he's just basically saying, "Hey, here's the concept we're running over here, but alert right here. Anytime you want to take a one on." one anytime how much money did we play to pay, pay Tyreek a lot a lot yeah. of money yeah, a lot, lot of money yeah. so anytime you want to take that one-on-one anytime I don't care the situation you take it okay <laughs> next play last play for Tua this is a good one okay games on the line right 38 35 all those other plays were third down by the way okay I mentioned third down red zone Okay, here we are in the red zone, and what are we in? Two-minute two minute, two 19 oh, yeah. seconds to go in the game, on the road. Lamar Jackson just set NFL records for passing yards, rushing yards, at home. This is Lamar's moment. Mm-hmm. This is Lamar's moment, but Tua, what does Tua do? Okay, in this situation, this is unique to me. A lot of quarterbacks, a lot of people talk about two-minute, two-minute. Hey, you got to go out there and just, like, do something desperate. Well, no, that's not always the case, okay? There's two-minute when you need to score to win. And then there's two minutes when you need to score to win, but you could also tie and send it to overtime. Because it's a four minute, two minute. Well, because right here, we have three points in the bank and we could send this to OT.
0: Yeah, but you don't want to leave too much time for them to come back on the other side too, right? It's kind of a fine
7: balance. For sure, so it gets complicated. Well, let's, let's run this play here and just see what he does here check this out here okay he goes through his full read he looks right and looks left and then finds an us or nobody situation you got to be stingy with the ball here so the the ravens are playing a combo combo coverage here and this is an us or nobody throw you can roll to the next look okay basically they're gonna double they're gonna have a double on the right and then they're gonna have a double on the left depending on how the route tree comes out, okay, or how the route combinations come out. Check out Tua's head on the snap. Roll it here, please. Hey, how about him
0: doing this with 106 yeah. decibels Wow.: this No is doubt. Insane. So now
7: he's looking right. He looked right. He saw that he's found the combo over there. Now he looks left. Run it two more steps, please. Right there. Now he sees the combo right here. This, this guy right here, he's got two on him. So we got two guys on that guy, two guys on that guy. We got three guys over here, over these two guys. He finds the one-on-one. Tough to do, right? But he sweeps the board. He starts on the right, like those old school sprinklers that are like. Sure. You know, he starts on the right. He goes all the way over to the left. Now let it roll. Check out this us or nobody throw. Let our field goal kicker kick. Let us call another play if this one doesn't work. High us or nobody where our guy can get it or nobody else for an epic, epic win. Tua gets it gets it done against Lamar Jackson in what I think was the best quarterback matchup of the weekend. Wow!
0: Let's go! Oh. Unreal! Thanks for running that hassle. That was awesome. So what we saw at Atua wasn't just like. Two-minute luck where they're playing backyard football. This was cerebral. This was showcasing football IQ. And obviously the ability to put the ball on the money for an us-or-nobody throw, this was really impressive out of Tua yesterday, even though it was supposed to be Lamar's day in everybody's eyes.
7: And I would also just say he didn't flinch, right? They're mm-hmm. down by so much. They're down by so much at half. They're down by so much in the fourth quarter. It was one play at a time. 60 minutes. Don't judge judge the scoreboard. That was
2: unbelievable. Um, How much of this do you think is Tua maturing and kind of just getting better after seeing more looks and being in the league longer? And how much of this is actually McDaniel and, like, his scheme kind of unlocking everything that Tua's good at? I would go back even further. This guy was well-trained in college,
7: right? he's a smart guy. He's well-trained. He trained with Trent Dilfer getting ready for the draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now he's had had a, a bunch of different people in that quarterback room, whether it be coordinators, quarterback coaches. He spent time with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's 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 had a bunch of people pouring into him. The only thing he hasn't had is the experience of actually doing it. Now he's got explosiveness, crazy amounts of team speed on that Miami team. And I believe Mike McDaniel, who's an offensive head coach, who basically, I said it before, I said it the other day, he was hired to fix Tua. He was hired to make sure that Tua becomes a legitimate NFL starter, not a guy with a bunch of potential. And what I've seen so far, how smart he's playing and how smart the wide receiver group is playing, I've been very, very impressed.
0: Yeah, we've been very impressed with you. Ladies oh, yeah. and gentlemen, let's run at Hasselbeck.
1: Yeah!
0: yeah. Football! He is all the way here. I don't know who did the extra yell there. I know it wasn't the man to my left. You're right. A uh, man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah. Hey, baby, oh. hey, baby, AJ. Great to see you, pal. You look fantastic. How about, uh, let's run at Hasselbeck? That was pretty sweet.
6: Oh, it's awesome. I, I, I think, yeah, watching Tua go through all his progressions, all that stuff, it was cool to see Hasselbeck actually lay that out and explain to people like, kind of how that works.
0: If you haven't seen it, we've tweeted it out. It'll probably be a YouTube clip if I had to imagine. Hasselbeck lays out that although Lamar was fantastic and spectacular yesterday, had a one-of-one type day, it'll go down the record books. What we should remember is that this was a great depiction of the growth that Tua has shown in the NFL. His football IQ, his composure, him dropping the ball in the bucket with the weapons he has around him with McDaniel as the head coach that was a great say. I felt like I actually learned some stuff the to table at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt looks like you're nodding your head in agreement as well Well,
2: I was just gonna say too because a lot of people were making a big deal last week when in a press conference too it had the whole thing of like hey if I if you're not in my line of sight and I can't see you I can't throw the ball to you I can't get it to you and like that just showed right there like he is going through his progressions he's moving around in the pocket like he is actually finding guys like you it, it's it's pretty sweet to see that like Anyone can – people shit on Tua for whatever, his arm strength or whatever, but, like, you can tell, like, he actually is, like – Developing. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. You're seeing the growth in the whole thing. Now, Josh Allen obviously made the leap from year
0: one to year two, year two to year three, year three to year four, and then year four to year five. He gets paid, and Josh Allen is on this trajectory, which we'll see if it continues somehow tonight against the Titans. I'm excited to see what Vrabe's Mm -hmm. has in store for Josh Allen because them against the Rams look like a – day. Uh, I mean, that looked like problem. And then the Rams come back, get a win over the Falcons, and they almost give that up late. So what are the Rams? We'll have to figure that out. But tonight, I'm excited to see Josh Allen. And if Tua continues to do that growth, and he, for the first time, he has a team that believes in him, right? That's oh, yeah. empowering him. This is that's what I said.
6: First time ever he's had like a team that believes in him and is behind him 100%. He hasn't had that until now, until this year when McDaniel came to town.
0: Remember, McDaniel was on the plane to Miami to sign for the job, and he was calling to it. Now, I don't know how he had service up there.
3: Yeah, interesting. So
0: in that video, they were either waiting on the ground or they were already landed. But nonetheless, in his first trip to Miami as the head coach, he's calling to us saying, hey, I'm here to make you better. And uh, I think what Hasselbeck just showcased there should get a lot of Dolphins fans excited. Speaking of excited, every full NFL Sunday slate will get a lot of people excited either good or bad there's always some sort of overreaction to what their team is going to become from every single fan base this morning we put out a bird call for people to tweet alongside us with hashtag pms i don't want to overreact but it became a number one trend in the united states within like six or seven minutes we appreciate the hell out of everybody thank you for participating that's how big the nfl is a stupid show like this is able to be a part of it and we are lucky for that and it's time to go through and scour the internet and see what people are over Reacting to hashtag bms i don't want to overreact i don't want to
1: overreact
0: that's pretty impressive foxy i appreciate you putting (laughs) it out there i forgot we added music for it uh tie one through all of the tweets in which there were i think a few thousand there were a lot of them and you found some good ones yeah
2: for sure and sometimes when we do this i feel like it's kind of like vanilla but it like you mentioned it really was like Sky's falling, doom and gloom, or we're going to the Super Bowl.
0: And that's what Reaction Monday is all about. That's what the NFL is all about.
2: Your team either sucks or they're the
0: greatest. That's what every Monday's for. Let's get to the first one here at Evan Foxy. From David Cheney, hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. But? but? Lamar Jackson is going to count for more yards and points this season than, wrong, than, idiot, than <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. This is very valid because Lamar yesterday became the all-time leading um, 100-yard rusher for quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL's history, passing – Michael fucking Vick he's the first player ever to have a 75 yard touchdown run and a 75 yard touchdown throw in the same game he had a perfect passer rating for a large portion of it. they end up losing so that stinks Lamar cares I think he wants his team to win I think he does even though he doesn't have the long-term deal locked in place or not uh but the Colts look fucking trash so I can't blame old David Cheney for taking a shot at the team here wearing a horseshoe pal yeah, they better get it figured out pretty quick, don't you think? The, the Colts, uh, they better get
6: back on track. You think you're down 0-2. Okay, we're in a little bit of a hole. Let's find a way to win. Oh, and then oh. you get down 0-3. The longer you get, the tougher it is. Oh, oh. my bad. 1-1, one and one, right? 0-1-1. Oh, one one. There you there go. go. You know what? Honestly, that's not nearly as bad. It really isn't. It doesn't feel nearly as bad. Really? I agree. I agree.
0: Yeah, the Texans lose to the Broncos in maybe the most boring game of Holy all time. Yeah, by far. And yeah, the Texans tied us and everything. That's really weird, right? Mm.
6: What's happened with Russ? He's
0: throwing some. Those balls yeah, don't look the same. Looks like he's trying to Those, cook too Yeah, what's much. going on? Those balls don't look the same. They no, they don't. don't.
2: And his head coach may be in over his head. No, he's a Packer. Everybody likes him.
0: Remember, that's the case. But the first game, obviously, question everything he did because McManus misses the kicks yesterday against the Houston Texans team. The tied Colts last week. What does yep. that mean? We don't know. We'll find out in the end. Hmm. That was just a terribly slow, boring, terrible football. Oh, it was horrible. brutal.
3: They hit a field goal and then got a delayed game. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> and then they had a punt. Then yeah. They, yeah. What do we yeah, doing? Yeah. I mean,
0: it was just bad football all around. Uh, but the Indianapolis Colts, oh, one and one. All right. So, not as bad as 0-2. I would assume you get, like, a 15% chance to make the playoffs. But I do respect the fact that Lamar probably will. Yeah, but this good chance. At this point, it seems like that's going to be the case. Uh, let's move on to the next overreaction. This is from Johnny C. Great mustache on Johnny C. Wow. Doesn't o- know how to operate the camera, I don't believe. He can zoom out, Johnny, but it's okay. Nice little tight close-up on the... <laughs>
1: Upper lip
0: decoration, Johnny. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact, but the Bengals are washed. The O-line couldn't block a damn thing. Joey B and the Bungles are frauds. Wow, Johnny C, I don't know if he's a Bengals fan or not. And I'm happy we got to this tweet because there is a video that goes alongside of this from a man named Drew... Garrison, Garrison, who writes for the SB Nation, and I believe it's uh, Jungle. Uh, uh, he's a blogger for the Bengals. He has a great Twitter presence. He sent this overreaction video to me this morning about the Bengals. It does sound like what Johnny C. said is being echoed by all in the Jungle community.
3: I don't want to overreact, but the Bengals are fucking dead. (laughs) We got three Pee Wee Football Championship trophies back here. I could have won that game. We got Wish.com, Sean McVay out here getting outcoached by Mike McCarthy, who's a placeholder
7: until Sean Payton's fucking ready to go. We got the indoor practice facility. The team's getting soft. The Ohio grit, it's not there anymore. I don't understand it. Joey Burrow's running for his life. There's nothing going on. I don't want to overreact. We're fucking dead. Blow the bubble up, tear
0: it down, stop okay. construction, stay outside. <laughs> Thank you to Drew Garrison for sending that in. Maybe it is the fact that they're becoming a 2022 company. They got their stadium sponsored. They got an indoor facility being built. They're not even in there yet. It is still just paint on the ground, basically. Mm-hmm. But maybe the team's getting a little soft. Or maybe that offensive line hasn't been figured out yet, AJ. It looks bad over
1: there.
6: Yeah, it does take time. Like We've talked to many different people in offensive line, and it takes time for them to kind of gel and – for all the new guys that are in there together to figure it out like how each guy plays and all the, the nonverbal communication you, you like grow throughout the season you have. But they, they play the Jets this week, I believe. The Bengals, our extra will be in the stands for that game. They need to find a way to
3: block this okay. Jets defense.
0: A.J. Hawk reunion game? Oh that's my right. God. Put a million <laughs> yeah, on the exactly. Bengals. What were
3: you about to say about the Bengals there, Boston Connor? I mean, we mentioned it earlier about Lyle Collins starting off with TJ Watt and Michael what? Parsons. What? But like when Lyle Collins got there, he said, you know, there's a new bodyguard in town. Joe Burrow doesn't have to worry about anything. And it just doesn't seem like that's the case at all. And it, everything that they added that we were like, oh, okay, maybe the Bengals, they're spending money, they're building the indoor facility. Maybe, you know, Joe Burrow's going to be on his feet. Joe Burrow's going to get killed. If he doesn't get more, you know, help with, they need to chip guys use the running back use the tight end he's going to be dead by the time week 10 rolls around. oh and two
0: 11.3 percent chance to make the playoffs let alone what the stats are if you lose the super bowl it's not good uh to make it back because of how devastating the loss is how the off season is they didn't know what they didn't know they were too young to do so i did see joey burrow slide a couple times
3: yeah yeah oh, baby, joe Jeff.
0: still could have won that game last night mm-hmm. they lose the game sky is falling from drew and johnny c and probably more of the bangles fans but they still could have won that thing and the bangles are always defying odds
2: right yeah i saw a lot of people on i shouldn't say a lot of people but a decent amount of people were saying or i don't want to say putting it on joe burrow but and maybe this is a question for hasselbeck too but like Do you think part of it is like he's got it like their O-line stinks. He's got to get rid of the ball quicker. Like I feel like he's holding on to it trying to make plays down the field and maybe in part that's the reason why he's getting sacked so much.
0: I saw Andrew Whitworth, I think, tweet that out as well. I think he's saying similar fashion. Trying to make plays. Yeah, but he's he's trying to make plays, but this happens – you know, the offensive line gets blamed completely and then you'll talk to an offensive lineman they're like – uh, yeah, do you want to block for four seconds? Yeah, seven, yeah. And and throw the fucking ball. ball. It's Micah Parsons. It's TJ White. They're All not right. going to say that publicly, so other offensive linemen feel like they have to speak for him. But nonetheless, Joey Burrow getting sacked seven times a game is not a good way uh, to harbor another Super Bowl berth. But maybe Zach Taylor and the Bengals will figure it out. Money McPherson was back. That was great yeah, to see. Another overreaction from the internet this morning. Uh, this is from Greg Wooten at Woody. 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 Woody, Woody. Woody. Woody woo woo Cliff decided to start out shitty this year to end on a high. Cards are going to be a struggle, but going to have one of the most epic comebacks in NFL history. Cards over the Chiefs, 44-21 in the Super Bowl. Murray going to work that magic. Hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact, but Cardinals get a big time win over the Raiders. It was obviously electrifying to end that thing and Kyler Murray can flip the switch and take over a game. The defense also riding that momentum, get a huge turnover on Hunter Renfro and scoop and score that thing to the house. Cliff Kingsbury, everybody in Arizona celebrating their asses off, knowing that they stole one from From Las Vegas the flip the switch thing is very real AJ you think that team could go on a run they get Hopkins back in four weeks now that's obviously a game changer for the offense
6: yeah having that on the horizon knowing you're getting D Hop back absolutely I think can kind of energize them and keep them going but I mean that was a gigantic win for them yesterday and speaking of offensive linemen trying to you know telling them hey our guy's holding on to the ball too long can you imagine being a Cardinals O-lineman you have a 20 second two-point play in the middle of a game
0: there was only three people rushing, it felt like, in yeah, that particular play. Two, uh, yeah. Kyler Murray becomes the first player in NFL history to run in for a two-point conversion and throw a successful two-point conversion in the same game, and also run in a touchdown and throw a touchdown in the same game. I believe he is the first ever. So there's a lot of records broken, a lot of first times, uh, but... J.J. Watt coming back seemed to energize the boys a little bit as well. You know, he got a sack early. Mm -hmm. I think he was disruptive all day. When they get fully healthy, are they a team to watch for? They get a win. They don't end up 0-2. That's great news, I think, for everybody in Arizona.
3: Yeah, and it feels like, you know, last year and the years before, it's like, oh, the Cardinals are going to peak too early, and then by the time we get to the playoffs and it really matters, you know, they're going to fizzle out. With Hopkins coming back at week seven, like maybe they will kind of hit their stride when, you know, you hope your team does and make a run. I don't know if they're going all the way because I believe there's a new Call of Duty coming out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Different year,
0: different year. For sure. But I'm
3: just saying, if there's a new Call of Duty, when the playoffs start, that's bad news bears for the Cardinals.
0: I love the Cardinals, though. I love that team. I like how happy Cliff Kingsbury was. He said in his press conference, you know, normally on Sunday in Vegas, you're miserable and you just lost. (laughs) He said, this has been nice to have a little bit of a win here, especially after a long... A long, hard-fought game. That was one of those games that flipped it half, and I guess we can say Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are all the way back because J.J. Watt is. I guess we'll see next week.
2: That's yeah. honestly,
0: they're a week-to-week team, yeah.
2: and I'll bet alongside of them every single time. And we've said it like they, in terms of flipping the switch with Kyler, too, they are kind of live by the sword, die by the sword, because like you see what he can do, extending plays, running around like that, and sometimes, like early in that game, he was kind of doing the same thing, and then boom, he gets sacked for you know a 14-yard loss, and they're looking at a, a second and 31, and they ended up having and just punt, but then you see the other side of it too where it's like he he scrambles, he creates plays, and there are – next to what lamar jackson like there are very few guys that can do that
0: two bad bad picks from kyler murray early but he flips it around whenever it matters they get a big win let's continue to overreact around the internet let's go to nate morton at nate underscore morton 24 seems to be in a group got friends no big deal we hang out have a good time hashtag oh, yeah. pms i don't want to overreact but i think it's about canny picket time and i don't think nate was the only one that said that no. I, I assume you had to sort through a lot of people that were saying this there was already What is that, Jay, What are you Hey, Jay, What are you doing? AJ, what are you AJ, doing? What'd you do?
6: It's not me. I wasn't controlling
0: anything. It like close like, your browser, AJ? dude. Come on, Pornhub cookies, can wait. Dude? Yeah, yeah. Is that your cookies, bro? I'm on porn. Just popping show. up on Zoom, dude. That's wild. was that
6: my mouse? Was that my mouse that clicked at off? Well, we
3: don't look, look like. Do it. we know? I don't yeah. know what it was.
0: We can't see anybody's hands. Around. Is it an axle? Right. Hand check. Hand check. Hand check. Oh, oh, look how gross. Uh, Disgusting. Jesus, you walked <laughs> right into it, had to do it. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans were chanting for Kenny Lod in that game late. And I think the biggest breakdown of it all is does it matter if Kenny Pickett's in there or not? A lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans attacking Matt Canada and his offense, and the offense has been a problem for a long time. So much so that Snoop Dogg's video to Mike Tallman about the offense from like five, six years ago has resurfaced and hits the exact same for every single year. Here's Snoop Dogg years ago about the offense and the offensive coordinator. Even though it was vastly different, still remains the same in Pittsburgh, it feels like.
1: Man, the Pittsburgh Steelers need a new fucking offensive coordinator. This guy sucks. <laughs> Coach Tomlin, this is Snoop Dogg, man. Fire that motherfucker and get us a
0: real offensive coordinator. This was hitting the internet yesterday yet again. Snoop Dogg introducing himself to Mike Tomlin. But Matt Canada's offense seems to be one with just like training wheels on it for the quarterback. Seems like they're never going to take a shot. Is Mitchell Trubisky the problem? Is the offense the problem? Or is it just the way the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be forever and their offense is going to be lackluster? I think the defense wonders that. I think the fans wonder that. And at the end of the day, I assume Mike Tomlin fucking wonders as well, AJ Hawk.
6: Yeah, he does. I would imagine it, it will be Kenny time uh, sooner rather than later if they continue on this path, don't you think?
0: We talked about this earlier. If the offensive line sucks, do yeah. you want to throw Kenny Pickett out there? Minka Fitzpatrick, hey. He's ball hawking right now. They yeah. paid him, and uh, he had been looking for a new contract for a while. He was drafted to the Miami Dolphins. Was traded for a first rounder to Pittsburgh. Almost won the defensive MVP the year he was traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now he gets a new deal done, and he is ball hawking and flying around. Cam Hayward's still there. High Smith's going to have to pick it up on the pressures department without TJ Watt on the defensive side, though. Noticeable difference. Yeah. yeah, noticeable difference. But all conversations around Matt Canada in that offense, and whether or not they'll let Trubisky be great. Or can they? Because the offensive line's so bad. TBD, I guess, as the weeks roll on.
2: Well, and I think a couple weeks ago, I don't know if it was actually accurate or reported as true, um, but I believe Jay Glazer said that no matter what, Tomlin is going to start uh, Mitch this entire year.
0: Well, that's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a no matter. Was it a no matter? what? Yeah,
2: what I read was that he basically said no. Tomlin said Trubisky is starting the entire year.
0: And uh, will mean. it get loud in the crowd? You know, will and will Tomlin care? You know, Tomlin. Solomon does not care about what the outside noise is at all. He's just trying to win games. Remember, he doesn't send messages. He just makes moves. That's right. What will that next move be? Will it be to figure out how to fucking block, or will it be how the offense can be a little bit more aggressive and maybe open this thing up? It wasn't Roethlisberger is what everybody in Pittsburgh is saying. Sounds like this might be Matt Canada's offense.
3: Well, I don't even know if it's the offense from watching yesterday just because, uh, you know, this – they played well enough for them to win the game. It it really came down to Gunnar Olszewski, you know, muffing a punt and then the Patriots scoring versus the offense being slow because it was 17 14 and, you know, they scored 12 points damn near. Was it, and it would have got the job done. Modern NFL, don't know if 14 points are going to do it, <laughs> yeah. but
0: I do appreciate everything you're talking about sure. right here with General Shevsky trying to be the blame because he left the Patriots and went to the Steelers. Yeah,
3: rogue agent, a lot of people are saying. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what every are Every
0: coach saying. that leaves to, uh, New England normally stinks, stinks. and every team they go to dig them into a hole that they can't get out of. Yeah. A lot of rogue agents potentially coming out of New England. We'll they
6: do the Patriots actually feel really
3: good about this win? Uh, Connor does. Yeah, I mean, one and one get the first one off the board. You go Ravens-Packers, right. and it he kind of fizzles down a little
0: bit. And pull that play up with Aguilar, making a play with Mac Jones, throwing it down there. Aguilar oh, yeah. is remembered most from that person being interviewed on local news in Philadelphia where they were catching babies that were getting dropped out of a building that was on fire, and the person that caught the baby said, we were catching babies unlike Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Kind of got a bad rep since then, still a deep threat, still a monster, and Mac Jones and he went hey, hey, <laughs> on a guy to get one of the only touchdowns of the whole damn game. Now, there ain't nothing. Nothing old, cuz can do. This seems like great coverage by Witherspoon. But Aguilar going on his head with a ball from Mac Jones. You got to love to see it if you're Boston Connor. And I think that one play will live on for as long as it possibly needs to for the Patriots fans to have a little bit of optimism of what the offense can look like because they can run the ball well. Mm-hmm. Seems like Aguilar can make plays. Mac Jones wasn't scared to throw it into coverage one on one. My guy's better than your guy. I think that's why optimism is a little bit higher right now, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Especially when you didn't think you know Aguilar was going to have a great year. There are some parts of it you know the tight ends haven't done shit Devonte parker hasn't done shit but yeah there's hope we'll see what happens next week let's continue to overreact around the internet
0: right now uh, obviously this was number one trend because a man or oh, named dalen hill or lady sorry mm-hmm. do on. not want to misgender or they or they or them mm-hmm. do not want to get into the, whatever makes you happy it no. is not my job to make you not happy Who are we to say no Whatever makes you happy. don't know. That's right. Nonetheless, Dalen Hill, hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact, but, but. Cooper fucking Cush is a dog, and he's going to go undefeated until Dak attack gets back. And Dak might get back a lot sooner than anybody could imagine because Jerry Jones said on 105.3 The Fan last week mm-hmm. that he sees Dak coming back within four weeks. Everybody says it's six to eight weeks, but that ain't Dak. That ain't the Cowboys. So they don't even put him on IR because they think that's the case. And pre in warm-ups, they saw Dak holding a football with that surgically fixed thumb had a brace on it less than a week out from surgery so that made everybody think Dak was going to be back sooner than later then Cooper Cush comes out and starts dialing up fucking plays look very confident looked very comfortable Brett Myers making some kicks maybe the Cowboys are just a-okay A.J. Hawk
6: I felt good seeing Dak hold that football I bet that was part of his rehab is hey you got to be able to hold the football like for an extended period of time early on like real early rehab I feel like on that thumb but I mean Cooper Rush, what do you do if he just goes on a run this dude keeps up and they win three or four in a row?
0: Well, you definitely put Dak in because you paid him a couple hundred <laughs> million dollars, but it is funny oh, watching dog. him do the rotate the stick. Yeah, Adam Banks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what it felt like whenever they had Dak, De- hold that ball rotate that stick let's see what we got going on here he had the ball back in his hand Cooper Cush had a glorious red beard great red hair and a big time win in prime time for them I mean what a fucking play by Mike McCarthy knowing that Cooper Cush was going to be a-okay
2: yeah I mean at this point as long as they don't just capsize and collapse right that's all you can ask for from him Like as as long I mean with that division I guess we'll see what the Eagles do tonight Giants are 2-0 who knows the commanders absolutely fucking stink but I mean... They don't stink. They, stink. They, they almost stink.
0: won. Almost beat the Lions. Lions yeah. were favored. Exactly what we're supposed to have. Yeah. To. Yeah. It was it a good was ball game. It was a good
2: ball game. But, I mean, if he can kind of just keep that, keep their heads above water, that's that's all you can ask for.
0: Did Kellen Moore call a good game? I don't think I broke down the analytics of what he called, what he didn't call with Cooper as opposed to Dak. Not much change, I don't think.
2: I don't think a whole lot
6: changed. And sometimes when a backup comes in, I doubt the case with Cooper Rush, but they can kind of simplify the game plan that helps. Sometimes I can help everybody like everyone on the outside. like All right, I have less to think about. I have less different There's not as many options that I have to have in the back of my brain so they can kind of, you know, maximize whatever they're really good at.
0: Last overreaction tweet from hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But, but. this one comes from Zach Klepper. The 1972 Dolphins will be the second best Dolphins team ever. 50th anniversary. Why? Undefeated. Why? MVP. Why? 200,000 yard wide receivers. Why? Mick Deasy. Why? Does sound like Things are looking up in Miami, AJ. Let's give a FaceTime to our guy, Gumpy, to see if this is not just something that old Cuzzy's saying on the internet and all the Dolphins fans are saying. Talking to Gumpy and watching Gumpy react on Twitter might be better than how the team is playing. And after what Hasselbeck just showed us, it ain't luck. This seems to be like this team is for real, AJ Hawk.
6: Yeah, they are. The expectations, like the standard is set now, I feel like, for the Dolphins in the McDaniel's era. Like, McDaniel comes in there... uh, Two games, he, what, beat Bill Belichick in his first game. Mm -hmm. This game, what, who'd they beat? Hardball? Hardball. Yeah. Hardball, obviously. Got beat guys, got free runners over the top. Confusing defenses. Why not? McDaniel, yeah, undefeated, I'm sure. That's, that's That's the top of their mind right now. McDaniel's talking to the team. Wednesday morning, hey, guys, we're, we're 2-0. and Let's just win all the rest of them. We got to go undefeated.
0: He seems to be a pretty transparent, normal coach, though. Like, when he's talking, it's not like he's trying to hide stuff. It's not like he's trying to bullshit. He's like, yeah, we talked the night before the game. About facing some adversity. I was excited to see how the boys would respond. Seems like they took me a little bit too,
1: literally. We're
0: <laughs> down 28-3 or whatever, and then we come back and win. But I think the vibe down there is perfect. I think that everybody's bought in. And if you win, it's a lot easier to get people to buy in than if you lose. If they lose that game and get smacked like it looked like they were going to in the first three quarters, it's a much different ball game. But since they're winning these close ones, they're going through the adversity, they're you know beating the hell out of the Patriots in week one, it's easier to build a culture that way. A culture that has been needed for a long time because this team has stunk for a while. Mm-hmm. Are they all the way back? Joining us now, a man who's from top left Canada, who's a fan of the bottom right Dolphins. He might be the first time where he senses a little bit of maybe Lomb- Lombardian, the future, yeah. perhaps. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who's been exiled from America, Bubba Gumpini. There he goes! Gumpy, you look amazing. The beard looks fantastic. Let's dive right into it. The Dolphins seem to be a team. Did you see what Hasselbeck was fucking saying earlier, pal?
4: That was one of the best things I've ever seen. That breakdown was fucking electric. Uh I can't believe what I saw yesterday. Twenty eight seven. I thought we were dead. All of a sudden, McDaniel, two two has got a shot now, like AJ said. First time he's got a fucking coach who believes in him and wants to play offense.
6: How do you feel about uh obviously the standard is set? I said that a couple minutes ago with the Dolphins. Are you gonna be just absolutely crushed if they have just a tragic, you know? Downhill slide towards thought, you oh, okay. what, what the hell? hell? I'm just asking. I'm trying to protect Doom's feelings. He's stuck in Canada.
4: All right. All right, all right. Okay. No, all the Bills fans are saying they're going to crush us this week, anyways. I mean, you have to think about the expectations here. Like, if the Dolphins get to the playoffs, I think that's you're ahead of the curve. I believe.
0: What do you think about the boys buying into McDaniels' thing? It sounds like they were all in. Now, when you win, it's easier to do that. But do you like the vibe he's putting out? Those sunglasses look super oh, cool. Yeah. He's just very chill. This is perfect for the Dolphins and the Finns fam community, right?
4: Guess what kind of belt he was wearing yesterday, Pat? What? Ferragamo, my oh. friend. Oh. Wow. <laughs> got a little
0: paisano around the waist yeah. mcdaniel's got the swag it feels like the boys are buying in happy to hear you're happy in that front also maybe getting back to america soon huh
4: right let's fucking hope dude <laughs>
3: jesus oh no
0: well what if it was dolphins win i mean there's a chance that the universe says well gone hey one or yeah. the other and let's hope that doesn't that isn't the case because we don't want to be like aj but we love you pal dolphins fans pumped huh
4: hell yeah first time in a long time a team to be very excited about on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Not just the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. Even though Gasicki had the worst gritty of all time. By the far. Team's buzzing. Ladies and gentlemen, Bubba Gump. There go, All right, let's hit some topics around the NFL that we haven't covered nearly enough. And I do believe that we should chat about Russell Wilson and this Broncos team. That game against the Texans was terrible football. Brutal. It was that was the introduction from Broncos fans uh, for Broncos fans for the Russell Wilson era in Denver. They were mockingly because if you do remember the run pass situation that Russell wanted from the uh, sideline during games, they were counting down the play clock to russell and to nathaniel hackett to let them know where they were as if it was like a student section in high school counting down a shot clock and doing the time wrong they were doing it right for russell to hear all hands on deck in denver to get a win are they going to be okay you think is that team going to be all right they get a win they go to one and one the texans uh can't really do anything positive against them is that broncos team going to be okay or does it feel like they're a bit overhyped aj i don't want to overreact but are they a bit overhyped I don't know. I mean, it looks like
6: it right now, if Russell doesn't get on track and be the rust that we have seen him in, in the past. But so, like, but I don't know what it is. Like, he's 100% healthy, right? There's no, he doesn't have any like underlying issues that we know about.
0: No, he had a good man brand on. Yeah. Right? No, he's he walking in the Rolls yeah. Royce. Healthy. Yeah.
6: I mean, maybe just some growing Charming. pains, man. New, new system, Funny. new coach, everything, just some growing pains.
0: Hey, you think Nathaniel Hackett is uh, going to go down as a legendary head coach? Do you know him personally or just know him through Aaron and others?
6: I only know him through other people, and, yeah, everyone loves him. But, yeah, there's a lot of – you're a head coach, man. There's a lot of decisions you have to make in the moment. It's tough.
0: Especially for the richest owner in the NFL. I mean, uh, Robson Walton, you know, he just extended Russell for $260 million. If they're going to play this brand of uninspired – Kind of boring ass football. I don't know how long that lasts, but let's assume Hackett's still getting his program in there. A win's a win. It's not easy to win in the NFL. We should be happy and move on and just assume everything's okay at Mile High.
3: Yeah, I, but I feel like it's different because they're in the AFC West. Like it's not like they are going to be able to kind of meander through games and barely win them with like the Texans game, like the Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs. I don't think there's anything that the Broncos have done where it's. Yeah, I'd take them over any of those other teams. Even the Raiders. The Raiders are 0-2, and I still think I would be more confident in them than in the Broncos. Yeah,
0: but they have clear eyes, full hearts now that they gotta win. True, sure. and they have
3: Jesus Christ himself on their, you know, his side and Russ is the chosen one. But I'm just saying when it comes to the skill on all the other teams, it just feels like they're still behind everybody else. What are
2: you saying, Ty? Well, yeah. I used to think that, but every it seems like everyone fucking hates Russell's guts. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not maybe. everybody Who does. Well, a lot of people do, I think. A lot of people. You know, Maybe his current teammates are Not okay in Denver, currently. though. Not
6: in Denver yet. Not yet.
2: brand-new start in Denver. Not yet. But we'll see. I mean, hey. They just won! You've beaten the Texans 16-9.
6: Well, we said this is a football roster, right? It was or a, a Super Bowl roster. They just needed the quarterback. So now they just need Russ to play like a Super Bowl quarterback, well, right?
2: I think to Pat's point, too, though, is like you have the richest owner in the league now. Like, guess what? He didn't pay this guy all that all that money to, to beat the fucking Texans by seven points at home in one of the most boring games of all time. Maybe he doesn't care because he doesn't know how to pronounce Roger Goodell's name, but <laughs> also like that – you know, it's the same deal with Tepper. You know, how, lo- how long how long is how long is it gonna be like, Hey, hey, guess what? I've already put my nuts on the table. I have a lot of fucking money, I'm not I'm not losing anymore.
0: So let's move to the Carolina Panthers who get another loss uh, and that's nine straight losses for the Carolina Panthers. And obviously it was close and Graham Gano was a stallion. Hell I mean, yeah. absolute stud. You should have drafted him if you had the opportunity in your fantasy football league. Even if you told him directly to his face yep. that you did draft him and you didn't, I you'll be cursed be. forever. Graham Gano hits long balls. The Giants seem to have a new vibe, a new atmosphere. Kenny Galladay, who's getting paid 30 million dollars next year on the salary cap with Gettleman's deal, he was only on the field for Two plays. So it is very clear that Dayball is trying to set a brand new culture. I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be the answer long term. Seems like he is uh oh, yeah. a bit like this, but they're getting wins. They're two and Congrats to the Giants. Yeah. Goal, oh, yeah. you, and on the flip side, the Panthers who are not scared to move on. Hey, Tepper will cut your ass. He will let a quarterback get the hell out of the building. It doesn't matter how much I paid you, how much I extended you. If I don't think I can win a Super Bowl with you, see you later. That's what these rich dudes have the capability of doing is overpaying and then moving on. Might be happening with Matt Rule soon, right? I mean baker obviously we'll see how it all goes we're only two weeks into it we have to remember that we're only two weeks into the season but if matt rule continues to lose i said it on game day why not nebraska look at him i mean there's a chance that this guy is out of an nfl job soon just because we know that the owner is uh hey yeah we're fucking winning now carolina panthers got to get it figured out aj
6: yeah they do i don't know if they will or not i mean we, we that was the question coming in like How's was Christian McCaffrey doing? Like, what were they able to limit him much in that game?
0: Uh, they used him a little bit. I mean, he was used in different ways. Yeah. I think Baker was able to make some magnificent plays late to kind of come back and put them in that thing. I yeah. mean, there is those moments. They just where- need
6: something. Like, compare them to what the Giants are doing. Like, the, the feel that the Giants organization has right now. Like, there's so much juice. There's so much confidence. They don't know really how good they can be, I guess. But the Panthers are still searching for what they are.
0: And I think, like, look at what happened with the Jets. You look at, like, some of these teams that get wins. Yeah and then get losses, mm-hmm. it's like the Panthers now, Cade York hits a 56 or 58-yarder mm-hmm. rookie kicker in his first game to beat him. Aww. Then Graham Gano goes from like 56 to beat him. It's like these things are, when you break down film, you go two more plays, one our way. we win this game. This ball doesn't go in that statistically doesn't normally go in, we win this game. But instead it's like, no, they are going against us. How the hell do we stop this from happening? And sometimes you can kind of get – Underwater with bad luck and bad bounces. And it's almost like not your fault, but still kind of your fault. And that's the NFL, baby.
3: Well, and with Tapper is, you know, because of that, all that money, you really do wonder, like, if Lamar Jackson, this whole entire thing goes, are they going to throw money at him? I feel like we're going to find out how much Sean Payton loves New Orleans because if he is interested in coaching, who says Tapper doesn't throw a hundred million at Sean Payton to bring him in? Because he isn't going to wait around, especially after the last couple of years. He's tried with Darnold, didn't work decided you know what we'll still pay him and then we'll bring in another guy and pay him to a baker not really working so far he seems to be the next coach to just throw the kitchen sink at everybody and anybody and make them good overnight
0: i'm excited to see what he does man those uber wealthy folks and we heard it from mara yes Mm -hmm. i know they make a lot of money and it is cash cow the nfl and all that but when they hang out amongst the ups Mm -hmm. and your team sucks Tepper, super competitive. We heard stories, and we don't know if it's real or not. Tepper bought somebody's house that had slighted him in the past. Yeah.
2: Maybe married his ex-wife or something like that.
0: Huge. Bought the house, tore the whole thing down. Yeah. Just tore it all the way down. We know that Tepper's a little bit of a dog. Mm -hmm. New practice facility. Stopped it. You don't want to fucking hold it. If you're in the bargain, don't care. We'll file bankruptcy, too, right here. (laughs) Like, he is a... So let's assume that when he's talking to these other yups, he doesn't necessarily enjoy the fact that he's been on six different quarterbacks already, mm-hmm. numerous offense coordinators, still haven't been able to find a way to win. He's going to keep searching until he can do it. Is that with Matt Rule? He better start winning. Is it with Baker Mayfield? They better start winning. Even though there's a couple plays in every game that they could have won, it does not
2: matter if the results don't say Considering that. Considering how they've they looked, too, like I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they get, if Carolina starts 0-3 or 0-4, I think they will fire Matt Reed.
0: Right now it is time for edition number two on this glorious Monday, September 19th for Let's Run It, Hassleback. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Talking about go. some of tonight's uh, Monday Night Football quarterbacks, two games tonight as the Titans and the Bills play and the Vikings and the Eagles play. Yeah. I believe we're starting with uh, – Kirk we're, Cousins breakdown with yeah, gonna Jefferson? Yeah, we're going to start with the
7: second game, the game on ABC tonight, okay? This is the eight fifteen game, okay? Kevin O'Connell came to Minnesota to coach Kirk Cousins, okay? Last year, he was with the L.A. Rams. They found all different creative ways to get Cooper Cup, a great receiver, open, okay? They're doing the exact same thing with Justin Jefferson, okay? This is what they're going to do. Roll the tape, Foxy. They're gonna go from one side of the field to the other. Here's Justin Jefferson on the left side of the field, left side of the formation. He's gonna end up all the way to the right. Okay, stick it, let it roll. Buy some time. He's gonna catch the ball on the other side of the field on the numbers, next play. This is against the Packers last week. Again, so Justin Jefferson, roll the tape. He's on the left side of the field, up top. These guys are running deep posts. Kirk's reading them. Captain Kirk's reading them for sure. But here comes Justin Jefferson, public enemy number one, catching the ball oh, on the numbers yeah. on the other side of the field. Very hard to defend. Oh, us or nobody throw there, when, yeah, when you go one-on-ones, you, cannot, you basically can't run these against. Next play, they'd be kind of illegal against your buddies to do this, okay? Oh. All right, left side of the field. Here, Why? Because okay? you
0: can't cover somebody that long. Yeah,
7: because basically, like, if Darius Butler was in practice and T.Y. Hilton was going to, like, line up against them like there's there's like a unwritten rules like what routes you're allowed to run the rule the rule is the unwritten rule is you're not allowed to run a route that you're going to run all the way to the other side of the field Uh. it's kind of like you know it's just basically over here like by the numbers maybe getting into the hash the near hash but you can't run all the way to the other side of the field like that doesn't count. Yeah, long. because uh,
0: no, but never be able to protect that long, right? That's kind of the thought, the yeah. play's over. And, and it's like uncoverable, is what I would say. So oh, here so we go. Kevin O'Connell brings in an uncoverable Jeez. play for That's Justin Jefferson. That's what I Jefferson. think. So here's Justin Not Jefferson
7: good. down here at the bottom. A little eye distraction, a little candy up here, just smoke and mirrors. Roll the tape. Justin Jefferson, far outside receiver on the left. We're going to run double post up top, and here he goes. All the way to the right. It's just very, very difficult to defend. It's How like, come yeah. everybody doesn't do that?
3: Yeah, is it just... Why is this
7: everybody doing it? Yeah, you should. You should. Some, sometimes Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes with that kind of a, a route combination, people will leave a tight end in block and an extra running back in block, and they think, oh, that's more protection, but usually that's worse protection. So that's something simple to look for tonight. Justin Jefferson, one side of the field, all the way to the other side of the field.
0: So when they're playing the Eagles tonight, the Eagles know that they're going to do this, right? How do you stop for that, you think? Or do you not care you got to get a pass rush
7: That that's that's oh, that's basically the answer a couple got to get got to get a pass okay. rusher. So this
0: is offensive line of the Vikings versus Philadelphia Eagles defensive line and outside pass rusher.
7: Yeah, and, and to keep it just simple like Justin Jefferson watch when he catches the ball if he started on one side and went all the way to the other side of the field. That means the offensive line's doing well. Yeah, probably. And yeah. Kirk Cousins can sling it. All right, yeah. I really want to get to the next game. Okay, okay. the other ah, yeah. game. Two games on a Monday night. I don't know what to do. Hell yeah. Oh, God. So before we start this one, okay? So Derrick Henry's on the other side, right? Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans. Leading rusher in the last four years in terms of touchdowns for the running back position. Well, who's number one in touchdown runs at the quarterback position? This guy, Josh Allen. Run the tape. Foxy. Here we go. This is what you got to – watch this guy right here. This is the right tackle. I call this tackle express. He's going to be a lead blocker, so we're going to fake a run to our running back to the right, and then our right our right tackle is going to be our lead blocker to the left on this outside emol, end man on the line of scrimmage. Ooh. And Josh Allen is your run right up the gut, seven-yard run. Like, that's a very, very tough How to often defend.
0: does a right tackle pull?
7: Yeah, very seldom. It's the guards and the centers who typically pull. Tackles do pull, but it's not, not nearly as much as guards. Got it, okay. Okay, so next, here's the next one. Next play, please. This is very difficult. You have to honor the run. It's a fake run to the right, naked bootleg pass. So we hear all about RPO, run pass option. This is, I'm just making up this acronym, it looks like an, a run, pass, run option. So, oh, ripra. Yeah. So rip-rap. check this out, okay? <laughs> this rip-rap. is just a play action to the right. It's a naked bootleg. Here we go, little eye candy. We're gonna fake a run to the right, and nope, we're pulling a guard. It's actually a bootleg to the left. This is a pass. These guys are, this is number one in the progression out of the screen. Stefan Diggs is number two in the progression. He's gonna put his hands up. But uh, Josh Allen here is number three in the progression. So it's a one, two, Josh, your number three read on the progression. And look at that, a clean 13 yards. So him
0: being the runner that he is is the real weapon that the Bills have because you have to honor it at all times. Well, here's the thing. We don't
7: think about that. You say Josh Allen. What do you think about? Throw the ball. arm arm strength. So let this one roll here, okay? He's gonna drop back here. Check where he is here, okay? This is the same play, I think. He's gonna drop, oh, same play. Next play, please, next play. He's gonna drop back on his drop. He's basically gonna hit the minus 37 yard line on his drop, right there. And then he's gonna buy a little time. So you gotta defend every blade of grass with this guy. Every blade of grass, why? Because he can throw it to the moon, okay? Roll the tape, just let this run. This is what I think of when I think of Josh Allen. You gotta defend the entire field. Oh. And he throws it to the basically to the end zone. He started at the minus 37.
0: Yes. Yeah, so also on this play, this was set up all game. Gabe Davis and he talked on the sideline. We know this from Big Brain Football. That is not the play call. He actually told Stephon Diggs to just run a go because five had been peaking with trips to the left all game. This was an in-game audible between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and he made it even look off, so Jalen continued to peak and then make the big play. If you're... Strong ride bull. Mm -hmm. That's right. Smart ride Ride tractor. tractor. Seems like Josh Allen is both the bull and the tractor in this
7: particular case and going to be tough to stop for anybody. No doubt. And they have what's what we call in the quarterback room a mailbox. So like, if you have a comeback route and you're supposed to run a comeback, but you run by the guy that you're supposed to, you know, run and run a comeback on, you just throw up the Randy Moss mailbox signal. Oh. Oh. So That's you're nice running. Man, it's, just, it's super subtle, but you're just like mailbox. And if the quarterback sees that mailbox signal, he's just like, okay. We're going deep. The route that we called in the huddle, all bets are off.
0: So Josh Allen has the ability to make any play. He's smarter. He's stronger. He's faster. He's wealthy now. When did this all come about, you think?
7: Is this a part of the development of Josh Allen, and how much better can he get? Yeah, great development. I got one more play, though, okay? Oh, okay. Even when you call the perfect defense. Even when you call. This is them calling the perfect defense. Week one, third and goal. Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator, let it run, calls the perfect defense. Here we go. Everybody's covered. Nope. Almost threw an interception. Nope. I oh, go. You got Bobby Wagner. Oh, oh man. Posterized. Like this is this is what is just so amazing about him. This is why I believe the Bills will be in the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. This is why I believe that Josh Allen has a chance to probably be the runner-up for the MVP this year because he is next level as Ohio a Why runner-up? Yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. winning? Who's winning it? Tua, the guy who's going to win the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that alone. For oh. oh. Kirk Cousins. Oh.
0: Alright, so let's not talk about Super Bowls anymore. Let's talk about tonight's games with your big brain. One on ESPN, one on ABC. We're getting a twofer and I can't wait for it. You broke down why Josh Allen is great. Not just the big arm, the big brain, but the ability to run and the way to utilize blocking schemes to help him run. It's almost unguardable. And in the other game you broke down Justin Jefferson routes with Kevin O'Connell, unguardable. So we assume
7: you're going with the Vikings and the Bills. Is that an accurate read? I'm going with the Bills, but the Vikings game is really tough because it is like a heavyweight matchup and Jalen hurts playing some good football the the listen they've got four guys that can run the ball in Philly but I'll I'll, I'll still take I'll still take who'd I take I'm still taking Minnesota Vikings, Vikings. yeah okay. Captain, Captain Kirk and okay. Justin Jefferson all
0: right okay. Zito's currently on the phone trying to figure out the phones the five energy phone line that's probably going to continue to be a work in progress as will everything be at this studio we can't thank everybody enough for kind of putting up with the first day here AJ it's going to be A fucking pretty electric place to come work every day. Yeah. I
6: think it's gone pretty, pretty smooth for what you guys did, like moving into this giant new studio and getting everything going.
0: Yeah. Middle of the season. You know, obviously it was an aggressive take, but had to get out of downtown. Mm -hmm. Had to do it. Had to get out of downtown. Had to get up here. Work was done by a lot of people. We had like 70 some employees, I think, come in working here in different trades and unions and everything like that. And we appreciate everybody's hard work to get us here. Thank Thank you you all. Now, the, the audio of the first hour, though, if we would have known that was going to happen, we would not have gone live from this place today. No chance. Because I I'm watched like the it. basketball shot go in. That's maybe the most despicable thing we've ever put up, but it was a great shot, so I guess we have going to let do it run. It, yeah. first but one, if people too. didn't know the show existed listen to that, they would never listen to our show, right? That, like, not going to turn that on. It sounds terrible. Turns out, that's going to happen whenever you're building a brand new studio and there's yeah. a lot of wires in a lot of places. Yeah. They got to figure it out in the back in beautiful fashion. Congrats, all yes. boys. Thank, Thank you, boys. <laughs> All right, AJ, we got to make some picks for tonight, officially. It's time to do that. Whoa.
6: I don't know what the lines are. I can't wait to see. All have right, we got
0: some uh, beautiful graphics. And I, I think tonight with a double header is beautiful for We don't have this. No graphic. Oh, no, the show stinks. We're oh, moving no. oh, to a new studio. Grown, We base. don't even have the you... new era. We sold out.
3: we got no. No. Got no graphics got No, graphics. Yeah, we got the highlights still. Highlights were sweet. Tonight. Highlights were sweet. Like I feel like Fins, we learned a lot. Yeah, the Dolphins, yeah. Ravens being able to show that like entire comeback. Yeah, but we robbed Peter to Pay Paul. We lost graphics. We got rights. I mean well, that's sorry, uh, footage Peter. rights. Sorry,
0: not a game rights. Uh, AJ, footage rights. Please have a little respect for that whole thing. Yes.
6: Footage.
0: Uh, yeah, footage rights. Which everybody has. It has been great. So let's just let's go in and see what the live update is here for both games this evening. Um tonight. And I don't know if we have a super boost, but Darius Butler does. He has the same-game parlay. I don't know if it's boosted or not. d Bud has the Bills to win. Diggs over receiving yards. Josh Allen to pass for 250-plus yards. Tannehill over rush yards. And Derrick Henry, anytime score. That one feels really good. Mm. That thing is currently sitting at plus 1,235. That seems like a good bet. How I'm many sure. rush yards for Tannehill? What yeah, um, is that number? Show more. What's Tannehill, 10.5. Yeah, okay, yeah. I like that. <laughs>
1: that Bills D-Line.
0: Plus 1235 right now at FanDuel Sportsbook with what Darius Butler put together as his same game parlay. Bill's money line. Diggs over 75 and a half receiving yards is what it is right now. Josh Allen over 250 yards passing. Tannehill over 10 and a half yards rushing. Derrick Henry, anytime touchdown score. That sounds good to me. I'm going to go ahead and put some money on that. Congrats to d putting a good bet out. Hey, hey, baby, hey baby, D-Bots. Hey, baby, d Love oh. everything about it. That should hit. There's no reason it shouldn't. Now for the Titans and Bills game, kicking off at 7.16 p.m. Eastern time on the um, – oh, this is why we can't have the things right in the middle. Ah. Uh, you hmm. see it? We're covering up. Yep. Yep, there we go. That's all getting figured out. Anyway, so seven sixteen Eastern Time kickoff, live on ESPN, I do believe. The Titans are getting 10 points on the road in Buffalo. Damn. A.J. Hawk, 10 points for Vrabes in the former number one AFC-seeded team going into the playoffs last year. How do you feel Titans-Bills is going to end up? Do you like the Bills minus 10, pal?
6: 10 just seems like so much. Now, is this the game that Orszlowski's on? Uh, yes, I would assume. I mean, I don't know. That shouldn't change how I pick the game, but I just I'm curious. I want to know. I want to see how he does. I know he's excited to get there. So I'm pumped for him. But man, I love the bills. Obviously, you know, I love raves. Ten points seems like a bunch, but I like the bills, man. I'm going bills wow. minus 10. Okay, bills minus
0: 10 and everything that he showed about Josh Allen and the let's run at Hasselback reconfirmed your narrative of doing that.
6: Yeah, I was already probably there, but I think it definitely, you know, it, it made me feel good about it. it give me confidence. All
0: right, give me the Titans plus ten. Okay. Give me the Bills to win though. Okay. 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 So that's a twofer. Well,
3: <laughs> yeah, just that's like on twofer. Thursday night. That's yeah. a twofer. That's a twofer. Yeah, twofer. Do it. Jeez. I can catch it. up
6: uh, and then get, try to get below five hundred. Come on, let's do it.
3: Well, uh, w-
0: going five hundred where I'm at right now doesn't do me anything if I don't beat you. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to go yeah, 0-1-1. I like this. This is good. Yeah. I, like I don't it. want to go 0-1-1. Then I'm sitting here exactly like the Colts. Right. Whenever I get the tie, I need to catch up. So I got Titans plus 10, Bills to win, though. Okay. This might be a bet, though, that as I'm watching, I go, the Bills, this is a buzzsaw. We Not literally again. just broke down film. Hasbeck yeah. just told you they're going to be unstoppable. What are you even thinking? I think Braves will be able to figure it out, keep it within 10, although the Bills do get a win at home in a sold-out, stadium that we try to get tickets to couldn't find anything to do it try to get to this game tonight couldn't get there uh we'll have to do that in the future vikings eagles vikings getting two and a half points in philadelphia this game i believe is on abc mm-hmm. with the monday night football crew of joe buck and troy aikman <laughs> how do you think this game goes aj hawk
6: i like the vikings here at plus two and a half i really do i know what what hasselbeck put up there and justin jefferson run those deep overs If you get enough time, yeah, that dude, it's a very, very difficult play to defend. I'm sure O'Connell has more wrinkles involved off of that, different things to try to
0: confuse Philly. But I think both these teams are good, but I like the Vikings. Packers looked very good against the Bears, right?
2: Yeah. Were they a whole
0: new team this week? Did they play vastly different than they played last week? Or are the Vikings potentially a fucking dog team this year?
2: I think both. I think the Vikings yeah. are very, very good, and also the Packers played like shit last week, but I think the Vikings are very good.
0: I'll take the Vikings as well, plus two and a half. No offense to Philadelphia Eagles. No offense to Pauly B. back there, audio guy. He's a massive Eagles fan. He says John and does the whole cheesesteak bit whenever he's around, and I appreciate <laughs> and right. respect that whole thing. You can really just rile up Philadelphia people pretty easily. Exactly. easily. and it, I love how passionate they all are. With to. that being said... I'll take Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson over Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. Whether that's right or wrong, we're gonna find out this evening. So I got the um I got the Titans plus ten, Bills to win outright. I got the Vikings plus two and a half. And I also like
6: okay. the under in that game. Ooh. Okay. I like the under. What
0: what is it? Forty nine and a half. Hmm. It's a lot. You're staying away from that?
6: Now I'll take the over. Give me the over. Why not?
0: Oh. Okay. okay. Now we're starting to dance a little bit, aren't we?
6: Uh, we got a packed night of Monday Night Football. I love but when I started doing this. When I started to do this to add bets onto it, like for these last couple of games. No, no, you can't do that. What are you doing? You can't. That's, uh, that's you, not right. You started this.
3: What are you talking about? I know. Yeah, you
6: wouldn't let me start it. You uh, didn't let me.
0: Yeah, you, you're telling me last year I wasn't trying my best to fucking steal wins. out of you. Are you lying? Come on, you, on. This is the only segment we do year in, year out, pal. All right. Hey, fair and good. I, I, I feel good about my picks tonight. Okay. So you got the Vikings in the over. I got the Vikings in the under and I got the Titans plus 10 and the Bills money line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we're talking. Yeah. Here we go. Let's have a Monday night. Zito just dropped in my ear that we do have some phone calls. We have the ability to do some five energy phone line. I'm excited about that. Let's go to a couple phone calls here then. Let's hit the five energy phone line on this overreaction Monday, September 19th. Let's go to Brandon in Pennsylvania. Brandon, how you doing, pal? What do you want to talk about? No, we did not. Yeah, I I, I didn't. Going into the thing we should have known that we probably could not have it. Uh, I believe Hammered Down will be off for today as we figure this out. Uh, Tone and his uh, wife went into labor this morning out of nowhere. Literally out of nowhere. Congratulations. Congrats, you guys. I I don't want to dive too much into their information, but I do believe it is worth stating that it was not expected to happen at this particular time, a couple weeks. Uh, They thought they had. It came in. They are – Beautiful baby. Saw a picture. Beautiful baby. Happy baby. I think everybody's good in the entire situation. And now Tone is a father. So we will have to figure out what's going to happen with Hammer Down for the next few weeks. We also have uh, exciting new things to unveil in this particular studio Hell in yeah. Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. And we're back tomorrow with another Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I mean, not a bad start here at the Thunderdome. No. Not
3: bad. Glorious.
0: I expected full failure. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Because technology is really? technology. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's been a lot of people working, like, tirelessly to connect things and do this and do that. And I appreciate all of them trying to, you know, button it all up yeah. before they get in there. But technology is going to technology. If it doesn't want to work on a Monday and it worked on a Sunday, like, it's going to do that. So we're going to have to work some things uh, through some things here to really find our groove. But I think today, all in all, a success. And I'd like to thank everybody for behind the scenes doing what they're yeah, doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I
2: mean, you expected it to happen because it's, it's weird. But anytime, time uh, it's just like, hey, Zeke. You got to figure all this shit out, okay? This needs to work. It always does. Anytime yep. there are, anytime it's basically anyone other than Zeke, there are just some issues or complications for whatever reason, because it is, you know, it's, there's a lot of shit that got installed here. But, you know, all things considered, hey, we, we had a show, it went off without a hitch.
0: Wow, there was a hitch. There was no audio at the beginning for the mics. True. Yeah. But Nick was on 45 different things. Right. And then the audio did Very sound crackly. terrible. It did. For a bit of the first hour. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side. Visually. Flip side. Had some adversity. Battled through it. Hell yeah. Live during the show. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of everybody. I'm proud of everybody. Bill said we got service too. And I mean, no offense to Comcast. They fucked us completely. Oh yeah, completely. big time. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they do. They completely mm-hmm. fucked us here. Shout out to Metronet coming through. Yeah. Thank you, Metronet. Gig Up, Gig Down, Comcast, are the person we were working with uh, either quit or went to another job. They didn't tell us. Uh, so we reached out to that person whenever we needed the Comcast. Oh, sorry, that person doesn't work anymore. We we'll send you somebody else. That person quits two days after we start talking to them. We don't get pawned off the other thing. So we thought we maybe had no Internet in this place. Metronet comes through in a big way. Hey, we appreciate Thank you. Metronet coming through in a huge way. Uh, Nathan and Matt for hooking up all the TVs and all the tech stuff. We appreciate them. And once again, for Vig, Deepak, uh, Derek, Doug, Austin, and Polly B, thank you for all your work on the studio here. To Sean and the construction company, which there is so many people to say thank you to. Thank you for all your hard work and diligent hours. Thank and you. Tim McAfee, blood, sweat, and tears into this place for a lot of hours. Too much. You know, he's like Pavlov's dogs. You know what I mean? Like, you ring the bell, give the treat, you drool. You give Tim a job, he's just going to go in there until he dies. He's like mm-hmm. one of those hound dogs that sniffs until they're dead. Yep. That's what Tim McPhee okay. is. Okay. I appreciate all your hard work, Tim. Thank, Thank you, pal. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, pal. That's literally what the guy is. It is.
6: Tim's the man.
3: Yeah.
0: Is he? I
6: mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the Pavlov's dog's like analogy works exactly right with that, but yeah, I get
0: it. Yeah, you give him a task. So Pavlov's dog is ipso facto, basically. You give Tim a task, he's literally not going to sleep until he finishes it. That's just kind of how it goes. And I should have known that whenever we said, like, hey, Tim, we don't have enough people to maybe go oversee it. He comes in here. He moved into this place, basically, for the last 18 months. And uh, I'm excited to see the transition of it like it's not his place anymore either. That's going to become a thing, I think. Oh, it's
6: his place. It is Tim's place.
0: Uh, yeah, Don't mess it up. there's seven different apps that we have to learn how to use to operate all these things. And like, it might sound easy to the people that installed it, what it is. Right. And Tim will have to be our teacher, but Tim needs to go take a nap for a few days, mm-hmm. uh, for the good of everybody. I'm very thankful for him. Thankful for everybody that did this. Now, I, um, I'm proud of what we've been able to accomplish. I'm proud that we're able to come in here. I have no idea how much longer we'll be doing The Daily Show. I mean, obviously, for the next three years, but there's people that do this for 20-some years. I can promise you that ain't going to happen. We're not going to be doing this for 20-some years, although I wish I had the stamina and the mental toughness to be able to do it, but for the next three to four years is we're going to go hard every single day, lucky to do it, enjoy doing it. We might as well have a sick place to come work at. All of your guys' hard work, all of the things that we have gone through and accomplished lead us to this particular place we will be able to have a live audience we'll be able to do shit this is a real cool cool moment for our entire company and i'm thankful for everybody aj
6: i believe me it's awesome what what is what it is now from when you started it yeah i mean it's it's pretty unbelievable what what has happened for me at least trust me i have a lot of fun like i love it i absolutely love coming on here
0: well we're lucky to have you can't wait for you to see this place let's use the hashtag pms Live in the Thunderdome. Hell yeah. Mm. And we'll give $500 to 20 people. All you got to do is screenshot this moment right now. You should do the wide. You should do the wide. Put your cash tag, say something nice to somebody, and uh, we'll be back in about 20 hours and 40 minutes or so with an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. If this ball goes in, it'll be 40 people for $500. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, oh my jeez I am so sorry. Only 20 winners. Hashtag wow. PMS live in the Thunderdome. Say something nice to somebody. Put your cash tag in there in a screenshot from earlier. You all are the best people on earth. We'll see you tomorrow. You are the only reason this happens, and I can't fucking thank you enough. Uh, good work, everybody. Take 20 hours in 40 minutes or so. After two more Monday Night Football games, we'll wrap up week two with Aaron Rodgers-Mignogna and more conversation. Goodbye. Take 20.
1: See ya.